0: Guys, I have a question for you. Imagine that a genie comes to you and tells you, you know, you don't get three wishes, you get two outcomes and you have to pick the two outcomes, right? And here are the two options. Option A, uh, whenever you play a multiplayer game for the rest of your life, you're gonna lose about 75% of the time. However, whatever game you're playing, you're gonna get a little better at, you're gonna see improvement, you're gonna get better at executing, the mechanics are gonna like grow in your brain and, and you're going to feel a sense of sort of mechanical accomplishment, but you're not going to win. Or option B, every time you play a multiplayer game in the future, 75% of the time, you're going to win. 25% of the time, you're going to lose terribly. But the, when you win, it's going to just be like like you're cheating, like all out, just victory. You're like your, your opponents aren't going to give you any challenge. You're not going to see any growth in terms of your, your personal skills in the game, but you're going to win 75% of the time. What, what do you guys pick?
1: Option B.
2: Yeah, I, I think I have to go with B. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm all about winning.
0: Wait, yeah. Really? You guys are seriously going with option B. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: That's the objectively yeah, wrong sucks. answer. <laughs> I know. I know where Aaron's going with this. We had the conversations yeah. that relate to this, so I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> but uh, come on, who doesn't want to win,
1: right? You want to be here to crush the noobs.
0: Hundred hmm, percent. Right? Really? You guys all, even you, are in well, option B.
1: Well i did i will say i had this sea of thieves session uh two days ago yeah where we were trying to take down this galleon and we kept losing but we kept going after the galleon even though we kept losing and i felt the personal growth so that was good but it still sucked you know what i mean it like really sucked to just keep dying (laughs) So, so it's hmm. let I me make an know. analogy to
0: single player games. This is like would you rather play like Dark Souls or like easy mode Skyrim?
4: Mm.
3: Never Skyrim. Right? Always Dark like, Souls. Like 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 if,
0: if you if you transfer <laughs> well, the to thing like, the non-opponents. thing is, is with
1: Dark Souls I win 75% of the time anyway, you know what I mean? Cuz I'm good. Okay. Well,
0: pro gamer Orin aside, <laughs> the rest of us are mere mortals.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, you guys, you guys are all suspect now. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> How's everybody doing?
3: <laughs> Good. How about you? Uh,
2: I'm well. Uh, Garrett, welcome to the show, man. How you been? Oh my goodness. Um, I've been good overall. Um, I think the last time I recorded with you guys, I was living in California. Um, Mm -hmm. I am now in Alabama. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's a thing. That's definitely, definitely a thing. Um, it's, it's temporary for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually looking into where I might move next. Uh, Mm. basically like I'm trying to like promote, I'm trying to, um, promoted my job and then I'm also studying online like finally finished a degree so Mm -hmm. I'm doing that at the same time and then promotion wise like nothing's really available in this state and so I'm getting impatient and I might move out of state instead so I'm debating where I might want to move and it's honestly overwhelming because when you have the whole country as an option it's like like what what do I decide on what like what I'm just making pros and cons lists like every day go
0: to minneapolis man minneapolis is is a affordable city with a great uh like uh social life like lots of uh young interesting people and uh good i think there's a reasonably good economy lots of job options it's kind of like an up-and-comer okay i
2: liked it it's cold as hell though the, yeah the, well my first option right now is actually chicago so oh. that oh, yeah. was right. also oh is it really so
3: still the midwest
2: yeah yeah zach okay cool well it,
1: it's weird, though, because I work uh, remotely for a job in D.C., but I live in Chicago. Um, so I could kind of hypothetically go anywhere, but I guess lately I've felt the need to be closer to family members. So yeah, um, that's why I'm in Chicago. But it's great. It has, like, uh, I mean, the pizza here is insane. And <laughs> our, our sports teams suck, but we mm-hmm. have cool skyscrapers. You do have cool skyscrapers. Sears <laughs> so Tower? Well, it's not. There's a like a lot of them, tower. dude. There's so many, yeah.
0: like the, the, the architecture in Chicago is is quite quite well curated and quite exquisite.
2: Yeah, I've heard it's yeah, a very, it's, it, very cool city. It's,
1: it's weird because having lived in New York and Chicago, Chicago actually feels more like a metropolis to me than New York. Because when you're in the downtown of Chicago, you just see these giant ass skyscrapers just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it really feels like you're in a metropolitan area. But New York is like everything for most of the city is like six stories tall seven stories tall so it doesn't really feel like a city unless you're in like the financial district but hmm. i don't mm-hmm. know that's my opinion
2: hmm. cool well that's i'll be cool. visiting in late july so i'll have to get back to you guys on what i think of it and if i end up going there but yeah other nice. than that uh, pretty pretty normal pretty normal life
0: cool cool all right alabama man uh oh that's God. i i've uh i've driven through alabama
2: yeah, that's probably all I need to do. I okay. wouldn't recommend it. Honestly, I live near Birmingham, which is um, probably the <clears throat> nicest city in my opinion I'd say yeah. it's either between Birmingham or Huntsville, which is also up-and-coming um, So I'm very thankful that I live somewhere that actually has like It's not the typical Alabama that you think about when you think mm-hmm. of Alabama. You know what I mean?
1: Sure.
4: Cool. Cool.
0: All right. Well, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Le- let's talk a little news Maybe we got one news story. Do we have any more than, new? I only see one news story, but I, well, I think it's a... I
1: have one news story that I didn't write down that I thought would Do be tell. fun to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Cannes Film Festival is happening right now. Oh yeah. And, yeah. um, and, uh, right now, uh, reviews are dropping for the new Scorsese movie. Apparently it's awesome. And, mm. uh, Jonathan Glazer has a new movie famous for under the skin and sexy beast. And he has a new Holocaust movie. That's apparently amazing. And, mm. um, Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I always get like excited for this time, but I'm always like kind of frustrated because I won't be able to see most of these movies until like the fall. But, you know, it's still fun to keep track of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, I love me a good Holocaust movie. Um, (laughs) uh, No, but John is uh, it's I'm sure it'll be quite profound. Uh, That's that's I think it's going to be some good stuff. It's a good year all the way around for for media consumers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. The, uh, it, it's interesting though because I was reading that the tone of the movie is closer to Under the Skin, mm. so it's like kind of like, an alien's perspective of just the cruelty of humanity. So that might make it stand out from other movies. So yeah, no, I, I,
0: hmm, I, I'll be there day one for sure. I mean, Under the Skin, one of my favorites. Yeah. Huh. So there's that. That's pretty cool. Uh, I know that uh, several. <laughs> Several of the executives at my company went there, despite us having a hiring freeze, so I'll say no more about that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, all right, so Sony, uh, Sony's boss, uh, what's that guy's name again? Jim Ryan. Jim, Jim Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Jim Ryan. He's, he said that uh, they're going to continue this trend of two to three years before a PlayStation exclusive makes the jump to PC. So... Hmm. Oh, and there's a Sony thing next week, which which Oren's gonna have to miss. So everybody, uh, at, no, don't get, don't add Orin, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh But like, uh, what do we think? Uh, Demon Souls next week?
3: Better be announced for PC. Better be, for God's sakes, salt that and Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us Part Two. Demon Souls is what I want, but I would take Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what
1: about? I mean, and Clank? I, th- I think oh. like. Uh, what about the? I mean, it's, the, it's an hour and ten minutes. Game?
4: hmm
2: yeah that's
0: intense that's like the longest they've had since i guess last
3: they year. it must have something big maybe the next nine not yeah
2: game. wait how long is it supposed to be
3: hour and a half 90 minutes oh, oh yeah that's a big one
2: that's what i like oh my it's god it's oran's yeah. perfect movie length and also they're releasing um, yeah. this
3: early before everyone else is there so they they have something they must have something big
2: well it'll be 30 minutes of spider-man 2 and then oh, god <laughs> I mean, I'm joking, but I'm probably not joking. That's probably You're gonna probably be right. A significant part of the no. case. So,
0: is that confirmed?
2: No, but I'm. I I'm mean, it's coming out this fall, it. right? Oh, it On is confirmed. Winter? So,
0: the, I mean, it's that's an act. I didn't know if that was a game that had been announced or not.
2: I think Spider-Man Two is coming out like later this year. Oh,
3: huh. okay. So, question for my two PS Five owners: Do mm. you feel that um, Sony games coming to PlayStation early, rather mm-hmm. than PC, does that make you feel warm and fuzzy inside? Like, like I. Oh, hundred, hundred percent. Okay, so, so the exclusivity is 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 a is a feeling that you enjoy. Well, I mean, I I think it's
0: a pretty ubiquitous feeling. I I don't care that much that it's exclusive, but I I do like an excuse to warm up my PS Five because it's been a little dusty
1: lately. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not like a weird person where I'm like. Oh, yeah, you should just have it on the PS5. I think having it on the PC is fine. I'm just, mm-hmm. yeah. I know that there's like a lot of made up console war nonsense, but I don't know. It's just
3: that's what Jim so Ryan said. I thought that was like weird because, like, I, I understand whether you want to do this to some more hardware. Like, that would be, I would think, the incentive, right, to keep games private because your are think that's what he means. But, like, no, he was saying, I, was I like, mean, I can find the quote in here. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I think well, it's just for a,
3: me, a weird position. It's my thought, I guess. But that's me. It's definitely the
0: way people feel, right? Like p- going back to like buying a Nintendo sixty four because I knew that Zelda Ocarina of Time was going to come out on that, right? Mm-hmm. Exclusively, I can only play it there. I couldn't play it on my PlayStation. Like that was uh, a warm and fuzzy feeling, I guess.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not um, criticizing first party console exclusives. That makes sense to me, right? I get that. I, I understand it. Yeah, it's just. Um, i just felt like his wording was kind of strange on this is all um
2: i think the gap is a little excessive like the two to three years i think a year should be fine enough i think anyone that's gonna be buying it um for that reason like a year is even six months seems plenty to me like Mm -hmm. anyone who's gonna buy it is gonna buy it within six months in my opinion if it's exclusive for a console i don't think it's gonna convince anyone otherwise to buy it after that point um and yeah, I was kind of joking earlier, like, I don't really care, but I also don't have a strong PC anymore. Um, I kind of, like, retired my gaming PC because it was getting pretty okay. old. I just let my brother have the graphics card, and he rebuilt it, basically, with better mm-hmm. um, every other component. And then, um, so he's he gets to use that now. But I primarily just use my PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, I don't know. There's something that's special about just having, I mean, it just makes you feel a little bit better about spending like 500 bucks on a piece yeah, of hardware. Totally. And then you, j- I don't know, like I'm kind of, I kind of grew out of the console war thing. Like I'm, you know, I'm almost yeah, 30. I'm... I, I probably shouldn't care about that anymore, <laughs> but like it does feel like a little special, like, Oh, this is something that I can only play on this machine. And it's probably made specifically to run fantastic on this machine. Um, and that's, those are the only reasons I get excited is like, I, this is probably going to run super well um which for sure. xbox can't really say <laughs>
3: you get that sony experience which is unquestionably good yeah that is part of their
0: brand yeah, brand. yeah it's yeah. like highly tailored games that are of a very high you know premium quality
1: yeah i, I think you can kind of like with sony I, I think a lot of my console war stuff at this point with sony and xbox is like I'm not like treating it like a football team. It's more like I think Sony's games are a little too homogenous. Like they make the same type yeah. of game a lot. Mm-hmm. While Xbox is like failing to live to deliver the Triple A experience. So I'm like I'm kind of get hard on them for different reasons, but it's not because I like wear a sports jersey with like a Sony or Xbox <laughs> logo on it or like a PC logo. You but know.
0: wouldn't it be great if I made Jump Crouch shirts with the with the specific brand logos on them? And then I sent Kevin like a PlayStation logo. I sent you like a Steam logo shirt I wore a Nintendo <laughs> shirt.
4: That'd be
1: funny. <laughs> you like Nintendo, though, so... So we'll talk about that we'll talk so, about
3: that. I, the last thing I want to say about this is, is I think this is ultimately a good thing, even though I find the timing to be long and yeah if that they put that time into making the ports better
4: hmm I'm rude. all
3: for it. I can wait two years to play a you know high quality p s five port I'm like Returnal had some issues on launch, but it's since it's, it's been fixed it still' yeah. on my laptop for whatever reason It still has traversal stutter, doesn't it um it might have some yeah.
0: I mean, it's still, like, so much better, it's in a my good, opinion, than the I think it's a good PS5 board. version,
3: but At yeah. This,
1: but
4: sure.
0: Yeah, uh, that reminds me. Here's another piece of news we can talk touch about quickly. There was a lot of pretty heavily uh, confirmed rumors that Nintendo Switch 2 or whatever, their their successor console, is coming, Please. but not within this fiscal year. Not this year, um, yeah.
1: So, uh, like, when does the fiscal year end? Like, end of April? Tw- it's it's going to be like,
0: 2024.
2: Yeah. So like it won't March be, or April, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's in a March or whatever, but uh, or maybe the beginning. I don't know. Yeah, then. So summer twenty twenty four would be the earliest, but probably fall, right? Probably a holiday. Do you think
1: they'll get another Mario game out on the Switch before that happens, or do you think they're gonna like that's gonna be the mascot for the next Switch? That
0: is a brilliant prediction. I didn't even think about that, but it has been six years since they put out like a real proper Mario like Mm. game, so that would be a great that with backwards compatibility which here's the thing do we think it's gonna have backwards compatibility because it needs that switch library is actually
3: incredible yeah Yeah. if it doesn't then then good game stupid nintendo i probably wouldn't
2: buy it honestly if it didn't yeah but maybe that's just me
3: i i uh i haven't played Bandetta three because i'm hoping for a new switch console so i can play the game i hear it emulates really well yeah I, i know i can emulate it um yeah. I own the cartridge, so it would be legal to have the ROM version of it as well.
0: Sixty frames per second, locked four K. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
3: So, uh, I feel like this can kind of lead right into playing uh, the new oh. Nintendo game, right? The new Nintendo Advanced game. Advance Wars uh, reboot
1: camp. Advanced, Advanced. Oh, I've been playing <laughs> this so much.
3: Here's uh, <laughs> the kingdom. Yeah. So Aaron said this was the first Nintendo Zelda he's pre. Pre-ordered, correct? Since Ocarina of Time, which was 1998.
4: Whoa! Wow! So yeah.
3: I how was the Garrett experience? Was Do you remember getting Ocarina of Sorry. Time?
0: Do I remember it's 25
3: years. It? Like, the launch date. Oh, yeah, I remember everything about it. Yeah, I, I it remember day.
0: showing you the Game Informer. I remember yeah. like following. It. I remember being hyped for it. I remember the the uh, three hour bus ride to the freaking Funco Land to pick it up, and then the three hour bus ride God, with the game wow. that I really wanted to play back. Golden like, cartridge. Maybe it hour. was an hour and a half. It was a long ass time from Felton to Capitola. Garrett knows what I'm talking about.
4: Um, Ooh, that's
0: that's yeah. It was, and then I had to walk 30 minutes from the bus stop at Felton <laughs> Fair to my dad's house. So it was like kind of a, a journey <laughs> oh just gosh. to get the game. Uh, it was a fetch quest, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the first Zelda game. I guess I did play um, Twilight Princess, but not right when it came out. Like How late, does
3: that compare to your launch day experience of Tears of the Kingdom? I'm trying to get. that.
0: Uh, Let's be honest. I love Ocarina of Time, but the first blush was a little bit of a letdown, if I recall correctly. Because I I had hyped it so hard. Mm. Like, it was, like, the most hyped thing of my teenage life. And then I got it, and I was like, oh, it's a game. It's cool. And I liked it. I loved the game. But, like, like whereas Tears of the Kingdom, I had not much expectations, and I was like, holy shit. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: How much have you played? Game of the year? Game of the year, everyone?
0: Uh, uh, here's what we're going to do. we got a God of War counter. We can put a hyperbole counter, right? and <laughs> you can strike us every time we, we get too hyperbolic about this game. So I'm not <laughs> going to say anything about game of the year. Uh, I'm just going to tell you what I think of the game and what it does well. Um, but uh, I, p- I played about 40 hours, honestly, in in, in 9 or 10 days. Yeah, so have I. Ooh. I played a shitload. If that says anything. And I have a kid. I have a seven month 7-month-old, so that that's you know that's eking time out
1: do you like uh play play it with your kid in your lap and you like play it <laughs>
0: are you are you insane you know what he would do is grab the switch out of my hand um, <laughs> and then throw it or something no I, I don't play it near him
1: but yeah is it um yeah i guess i'll ask you first aaron like Wait, did you play Breath of the Wild? Yeah, you played a Breath of the Wild, Aaron. Yeah, you did, I though.
0: played about 45 hours of Breath of the Wild. I did not beat it. Um, I did like it quite a bit, but uh, I didn't uh, complete it. I played it earlier last year, remember?
1: Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I do remember. So so it sounds like you're liking this new one a lot more than Breath of the Wild. Is that right?
0: I like Breath of the Wild a lot, but I do think this is a better game. Yeah? Why? Yeah. So, Okay. Like let's let's quickly contrast it to Redfall. What did Redfall do wrong? Redfall every game, everything, that, <laughs> everything is just wrong. But every moment you were playing it, you're like, a, this isn't really fun, and b, I feel like my time. Every time I try to do something, you feel no sense of reward or accomplishment, and you just feel like your time is wasted. And often when people say their time is wasted, I, 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 I can that comment can chafe against me. I, I find it a little bit like, you wasted your time, like you, the game wasted your time, but like. That game made you feel like your time was wasted. Uh, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Every direction you go, you're gonna have a kick-ass adventure. Everything you do is is feels rewarding. It feels it, like, I just end up playing the game for like two or three in the morning. I'm like, I have to go to bed. Like, I just wanna play more. Like, it's one of those games.
1: Yeah. Is uh, it on the level of like Elden Ring of like addiction? Yes. Yeah, it's, oh,
0: it, it's as good as Elden Ring, honestly. What Hyperbole think, strike Kevin? number 1. No. no Hyperbole <laughs> I no, I really strike think number that. 1. <laughs> uh, I think it is I think it is as good as Elden Ring, honestly. I think those two games are like the only games at that level. I think it, it I don't even want to say anything. But Kevin, I've talked I've spoken too much. Tell us what you think of Tears of the Kingdom, Nintendo's newest Zelda game, an open world sandbox crazy game. <clears throat>
3: I found it extremely engrossing. Um so, I didn't like the, like, tutorial, but I didn't like the tutorial on Breath of the Wild that much either. Like, the first four area was kind of like, okay, I know it's, you know. Um, but the new powers were so fun immediately. And so, like, I just have to, like, say, like, f- like first off, like, the Ascend ability, which basically lets you... Any, any horizontal plane above you, you can pass through it, is, like, the most next-gen gameplay thing I've seen in years. Like, it's like, holy shit. Like, the, the like assuredness of the developers to give the player that ability like within the first 20 minutes of the game and have this whole game be balanced for the fact that you can just pass through anything above you is like holy shit that and also the rewind are our power Mm -hmm. so i like in in contrast to breath of the wild i think this game is way better than breath of the wild i think breath of the wild was like on the right track but i think this is like the masterpiece that they they were building up to um I was saying like once I got to the open world within 30 seconds there was interesting things happening constantly like every I everywhere I looked there was like something cool, which is very similar to Elden Ring I just want to say I don't think it's better than Elden Ring I think Elden Ring is definitely better, but I do love this game still and I think it is Mm -hmm. Like I think it is like probably in that tier as well like of like open-world quality game like super engaging super fun Um, Do
1: you see your opinion changing in the future that like this one would be better than Elden Ring?
3: No, no no there's already too many things that i like a more about elden ring um sure but this game does other things like r- really well um
0: it does things better than elden ring and elden ring does yeah other, like they, they have their strengths basically I, I think elden ring's combat is unquestionably better so much better um That's like but the like main thing. <laughs> uh, the exploration in this may be better than elden ring and i think elden Ring's one of the best exploration games like open world exploration games ever um, and like some of the the weird systemic shit you can do is just like way above anything that could ever happen in Elden Ring. And, and just wait, it's, it's it, like when I first saw them building in those videos, I was like, Ugh, I don't think I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm just like building weird shit and like bomb boxes and dropping them on people. And yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, like any one of these powers could be a whole game in themselves. Like you think of like the gravity gun is like like, something you get in Half-Life 2, or, like, the glue gun and Prey. Like, you get, like, these one power in a whole game is kind of balanced around that. Like, each one of these powers is, like, way more meaningful and effective in the game than the glue gun or the gravity
3: gun. Yeah. the, the This game is, like, an immersive sim. Like, it truly is. Like, I think mm. um, uh, Breath of the Wild was, like, heavily systemic, but it didn't feel like there was enough ways to engage with encounters, like combat encounters. Like, this game, there's, like... You can make the enemies fight each other. You can like make them like. There's so many methods and things to ways to handle problems um, with problem solving, and and even the puzzles too are like super non-linear. That I really do feel like this is like an immersive sim and one of the best immersive sims I think that I played. Uh, I I was um. What was I? What was I doing? I was like, I had I had this uh this story that was like so funny but i oh yeah i did want to mention too the uh specifically i really felt the shrines of breath of the wild which are the shrines are like the like one-off puzzles experiences were really like hit or miss like they could be fun but i found them, a lot of them to be really tedious and i kind of like remember suffering existential dread about doing them because you <laughs> you need to do them to increase your character's passive power like whether it's your health or That's it's your you stamina so like stamina is for traversal and health is for fighting so Uh, this game whenever I see a shrine I'm like yes I'm excited like these are some of the best puzzles I've done in in games of recent memory Um, like the way that you solve them is like so like just from a design perspective like Nintendo really was like three steps ahead on every puzzle like they've thought about all the contingencies of all the powers and how they interact on all of these physics puzzles (coughs) and stuff and they're extremely fun Um, I'm really impressed I think Oran, I think you would really like this game if nothing else for the puzzles, I think you would like really enjoy them. Cause some of them are, um, Resident Evil puzzles of like observation. Like they, mm. they can be that way. It's, it's not like Breath of the Wild had a lot of box puzzles, which we all know I hate. Mm. Um, yeah. and this game doesn't have, I don't think I've even done one. Mm. Have you Aaron
1: box puzzles? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've had a few bucks, box, box puzzles, but, the, but you're right. Like this game consistently makes you feel smart. You yeah. like which, which I guess is, is there's a quote from the, the lead game designer was like the best kind of puzzle makes you feel smart even mm-hmm. if uh, even if it doesn't actually make you any smarter, but like <laughs> it like makes you feel <laughs> smart for finding the answer. Um, I feel like Orin's said that too about like Resident Evil puzzles, which have a similar thing. But um, yeah. like yeah. O- often you'll feel super like you, you just pick oh man, I'm so clever for figuring that out, or you'll find something like there's definitely you can solve a lot of these in ways that weren't intended. Like the game just has enough flexibility and, and says yes to you enough, um, and then funny shit happens, like the, the, the classic grenade rules down a hill kind of stories where you're like, oh, I built this crazy thing, and then I needed a torch to light this thing, and then, oops, I just lit my just lit my plane on fire. And now I'm falling, and like there's like, like shit, just like there's there's always these great player stories that happen, and it's like, we're like, whereas like again, Redfall. There's no fucking player story. It's just like I just walked forward through an empty, barren landscape full of bugs and glitchy shadows. Whereas this, you're like, oh my god, all this thing. I went down here, and then I ran into this camp, and then I did that, and then I went down to a cave, and then I built this fucking jet and flew up into the sky, and I found this island, and it's it's it just keeps happening.
3: Yeah,
2: I think the the last game that that's happened in is probably Elden Ring in my memory, where like yeah. you see just videos constantly of people just having these experiences that no one else has figured out so far because there's just so much of the game to explore
3: yeah and and you can solve them so in such nonlinear methods mm-hmm. um it's really cool i i like the, the aaron touched on the building the building is really cool i'll be honest when i first saw the building i was like thinking of like my worst moments of gmod of like trying to <laughs> build something and like have it not work and <laughs> then gl- glitch out and just frustration, but um, Nintendo managed to do the Nintendo thing. And they polished it up and made it feel really, like, approachable and fun. Like it's not tedious. I, I tend to find that if I'm like physics puzzles, I don't always love like doing physics objects. Um, it's probably why I don't like Rocket League. It's like controlling a physics mm-hmm. object, moving another physics object. Not that it's a bad game, but I just find that personally frustrating. Um, and this game, I was kind of worried that that would be a lot of the stuff because they do that in Breath of the Wild, but that's not really a thing in this game. Um, the building, the way you can like glue everything together and like have it work—I think these are probably the best physics I've ever seen in a video game. To be honest, like, I've—you can stand on stuff and in real time, like it'll shift from your weight. It's like while flying, <laughs> it's crazy.
2: Yeah, I've seen videos of that. That's crazy.
3: So yeah, it's, it's a next-gen yeah. game on old-ass hardware. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what's getting it, me. It,
0: yeah. yeah. Dude, it's it's crazy because it the open world feels so much more interactive and alive than like I don't know, like Horizon Zero Dawn or what's the new one? Horizon Forbidden West. Incredible mm-hmm, right. like like eye-bleeding graphics, but like nothing is really interactive in the environment. It's so like the grass kind of moves and you walk through it, but that's about it. Like everything's very sort of <laughs> static. Like this, like everything responds in a very logical way. Wood burns, water puts out fire. Like the only game I can think of that had this level of uh of interaction really is like divinity original sin 2 had a very similar kind of thing going on in the combat encounters um
3: that's true actually yeah
1: maybe like maybe not on the same level but like sea of thieves has a lot of that interactivity mm. i think um maybe not as much content but like interactivity yeah
0: yeah um it but quickly to touch on the technical aspects of the game is obviously a switch game this is 10 year old technology literally um, it does run at 30 frames per second, but for my experience, it's a very solid 30. There's a, like maybe three times I've seen it dip below that. And it was like when I lit grass on fire in the middle of a big battle, it tanked a bit. And then like a few other like big physics interactions with lots of enemies and players on screen, or not players, uh, NPCs. But for the most part, it's been like very a very solid 30. It would be better if it was 60, but like given what they're doing on what they're doing it with, it, I'm willing to forgive
1: sure
3: yeah um i i was that's one of the biggest concerns i have about this game was like technical especially coming from bandana 3 um i i uh it's funny to watch the producer talk about how he had all these ideas for breath of the wild he wanted to have underground caves and stuff and they couldn't do it because they're limited by the wii u and the wii u mm-hmm. is like in between like ps3 and like oh, ps2 yeah. <laughs> power so yeah uh they're like oh man with the switch we could just do so much more and i'm like like that's just like what could they do if they had like a modern like a, like a ps5 or an xbox series like yeah. what could they do with that like oh my god yeah <laughs> like, can you imagine like they're already the game blowing they
0: could make? every open world game out of the water oh
3: my god so um i i i thought that was just funny to hear and also like i i do think that they've I mean, just what they, what, how much they've done with so little is extremely impressive. Like, from a performance perspective, from a graphics perspective, from game design and physics and all that, it's just... It's insane. I'm, like, cons- consistently impressed by it. The fact that I can go from the sky and fly all the way down to the chasms, and there's no loading screen. Like, it, I can see everything. I see the entire world. I can see the sky. Then I can see the underground. And there's no load. It doesn't stop. It didn't hang. It didn't have any traversal stutter. It just worked. So... Yeah, uh, it's wow. impressive. I do think that I I am sad that this is on the Switch just because like the resolution isn't mm. amazing. It doesn't always.
0: have to be on the Switch, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to keep yeah. your save, it does, but you don't have to play it on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those limitations like, aren't necessarily necessary.
3: I know. I mean, I'm playing Simu right now, split screen, right? Breath of the Wild. I go are playing two player, um, but. I I I have my criticism of emulation, like I said, from like user endpoint stuff. It's just the polish can be fr- frustrating and crashes and and chair compilation all that jazz. I I just wish that this was on a more proper console for for a graphical fidelity and performance reasons. I have had some significant frame drops at times. Like some, you have? Yeah, a couple okay. spots. It's a couple spots. I have of not. Like serious. Like hmm. oh whoa 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 okay. whoa. But usually it's very good. Like it's but just, like
0: ninety nine percent of the time, you're not having that, yeah, right? Yeah, no, like it's that's not like, like it's something not, not a consistent unusual. experience.
3: But I have seen it in a few spots.
0: That was what I was worried. That was the game was just going to hover at like 25, 28 frames per second. It was going to drive me nuts. But like, from my like I would say ninety nine percent of my time, it's just been a locked thirty.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what um, my experience too. Ninety percent, ninety five percent, ninety eight percent. So I want to quickly mention the. Uh, there's
0: don't don't spoil anything though because i i wonder if you're about to say what i think like just there's a couple things that i think are really cool that we we should talk vaguely about but not spoil like there's just
3: a lot more things to the world now that were not present in the in breath of the wild and I, i think it's really worth uh diving into those it's my favorite yeah. part of the game by far. There's
0: some very serious FromSoft influences in this yes. game that were not present. <laughs> That's exactly in what i Breath thought. of the Wild. I knew you were going to say that and I want to I I don't want to say exactly what that is, but like like some good shit that I did not expect and I'm kind of shocked
3: by I it. I think that like to me really is what elevates it like mm-hmm. way over Breath of the Wild. Like like so much better. Like I went back and played Breath of the Wild with my girlfriend and I was like, "Oh, this, is, this isn't the same." So quaint. This is missing stuff here. <laughs> Yeah. So would
2: you say um, I mean for me as someone who hasn't played Breath of the Wild at all um, and then there's Tears of the Kingdom out now which everyone from what I'm saying from what I've seen has basically been saying you know we thought Breath of the Wild was the best game ever created and Mm -hmm. now compared to Tears of the Kingdom it looks like a rough draft and so it's like I obviously I see the benefits of playing Breath of the Wild first because you get to experience that world you get to get familiar with that area and then with Tears of the Kingdom you get to see how that changes so you might be able to appreciate the world a bit more and you know the continuity of the story I suppose but do you think it's really necessary?
3: I'm glad yeah. you asked me that because Aaron also asked me that and uh, yeah. I would say with a res- resounding and wholehearted feeling strongly about this no don't play Breath of the Wild just play this game Okay, because That's good to <laughs> it's know. just way better and it has Talk about asset flips. Everyone play about Elden Ring for <coughs> asset flips, dude. This game's like the whole game is like Breath of the Wild. It's like seventy percent Breath of the Wild. Like it's like the mm-hmm. music's the same. Like it has the same mm-hmm. animations. It's like it's the same like sound effects. Same like it's like this game is Breath of the Wild like with more. So like I, yeah. I would say just uh, play this game. It's it's okay. Way better than Breath of the Wild in my opinion. Like significantly better. That's my. Yeah. opinion. I think this is the best Elden game like without even a question. And one of the best Nintendo oh, games, yeah. easily.
0: Jeez.
4: yeah
1: hyperbole alert Yeah, you I was about to get even more hyperbolic (laughs) but I stopped
0: myself um like okay like I, I think I'm probably wrong about this but if I remember correctly the biggest earthquake that ever happened was in Chile and it was like a nine point something um and and I remember reading about it and they said that like a few days before there had been an earthquake that was almost as big as that but like that isn't considered the biggest earthquake because the one that happened after. And I feel like Breath of the Wild is like like when they had that first earthquake, they're like, wow this is the biggest earthquake of all time. Like that's Breath of the Wild. And then a few days later, in our case, six years later, they have Tears of the Kingdom and they're like, Oh, actually, this is this is the uh this is the the real one. Um Yeah, I think totally. I think that a lot of people that didn't like Breath of the Wild would like this game. Yes. If I had one complaint against this game and I have seen other people levy it, and I, and I don't feel it, but I see there's some truth there, is that there is so much meaningful stuff to do that it, A, could feel overwhelming, or B, if you're somebody who really gets frustrated by not, you really want to do things in a more linear, straightforward fashion, mm-hmm. you might find yourself getting, you know, swept away in little adventures <clears throat> instead of following, I mean, you can mainline the plane, the main plot, but I didn't even do the Impa quest, which is like the second thing you do once you hit the open world, to like the 40 hour mark not so like like I, I literally as soon as i hit the open world i just went off and Same. explored for hours yeah i didn't
3: do any story stuff at all but so, you should actually do the very first quest because mm, there's a traversal glider. item that you get that's yeah. essential for the game you need that glider <laughs> yes.
2: this is why i didn't get breath of the wild in the beginning because i did get a switch pretty early on um and i know breath of the wild was a launch title right mhm i remember correctly yeah it was um question actually yeah, I mean like obviously I read every review and I watch videos about how this is the greatest game ever and usually I typically like to experiment with games that people claim are superb. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Breath of the Wild, one, I've never been a huge Zelda fan growing up my whole life. Um, I The only one that I've ever beaten is the first Zelda and that was because <clears throat> it came out on the Switch online and so it has like that save state and rewind feature so if you screw up you can just quickly fix it. Mm-hmm. You beat um, the Legend of Zelda, you mean? Like 1986. Yes,
0: oh, yeah, awesome. That's one. a that's a good game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um and then just throughout life I played um a little bit of Zelda 2, uh Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, and Wind Waker, and I have beaten none of them. Yeah. I just Same. I have never finished so them. Funny. I get maybe halfway, maybe 75% of the way, and then typically what happened because I was younger, I get to some puzzle Or some piece of the story where I just didn't know what to do. Like in Wind Waker, I remember vividly like some event happened and I was supposed to go find something and I just could not find where it was. And I was just sailing around wondering what the hell I was supposed to do. And I eventually just gave up. And like I don't know why I didn't go looking for guides because they were definitely available back then. Mm -hmm. But that just like killed it for me. And I found that happening with every Zelda game that I played growing up. And so eventually I just stopped and just assumed that these games aren't for me. Um and I just haven't looked back since Wind Waker. Like, I just haven't tried any Zelda games since then. And I think part of the reason I didn't try Breath of the Wild is, like, well, one, the price, like, never dropped. It was, like, four <laughs> or five years, and the price <laughs> maybe went down $5. And I, like, I paid full price. Probably for... still $60. Last I'm year. Like... Yeah, it's still full I think full it's price. 40 now. I think they... Okay. I, I okay. think I, I was... Because I was looking into it. I'm like, should I just buy this? I'm like, uh. <laughs> But I had that in the back of my head where I'm like, everyone's saying this is the greatest game ever, but they also said this about like half the other Zelda games and they just frankly didn't hit with me. And now I know breath of the wild is completely different because it's obviously it's an open world game. Um, But yeah, with breath of the wild, I just, I saw how big it was and how much there was, there was stuff to explore, but then there was also just a bunch of nothingness and it seemed very quiet and bleak. And for me, I'm, I'm in the stage of my like, gaming life where I'm trying to figure out what style of game like gets me going now. Cause sometimes I have a hard time even sticking with a game for like longer than two hours without getting bored. I'm like, what is it that I need? Do I need like a linear gameplay? Like I need it to not hold my hand, but like, Hey, this is where you're supposed to go. This is what you're supposed to do. And that keeps like my brain firing because, um, some games that are like too open world, it does get that overwhelming feeling where I'm just like, I, I, I don't even know where to begin and like frankly i don't even know if i want to begin now because like you know you only have so many hours to play and it's like you just like with horizon for example the second game i'm looking at it i'm just like this is going to take me months to beat <laughs> so and that's how i feel with, i mean i and i know breath of the wild and here's the kingdom are like hundred plus hour games probably Oh yeah. so as well as elden ring so yeah. what would you say to convince me to to get Tears of the Kingdom for someone who is with this I have thought about mindset. that
0: because Tears of the Kingdom made me think about something like mm-hmm. I there's lots of ways to think about like what good quote unquote good game design is and I guess one way to think about it is like how well the game paces like little little dopamine hits in moments of intrigue right like mm-hmm. it like keeps you in that sort of loop and keeps that loop kind of going continuously like to go back to Redfall Redfall didn't do that at all Redfall failed, <laughs> like 100%. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom probably does that better than any game I've played. Since, like, it, like uh, I hate to make... I, I'm not even going to make this comparison. I'll make it. But, like, it almost reminds me of, like, the very beginning of World of Warcraft, the first few levels of World of Warcraft. You have that same kind of, <laughs> like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff, and I want to do it, and it feels rewarding. Like, um, But, like, God. It, it, yeah, so... I don't know if that answered your question or not, but I feel like what you're saying to some extent is like, Hey, like I want games that, that keep me engaged and make yeah, me feel so, rewarded.
2: <clears throat> Another um, example would be, I like souls games. Mm-hmm. Another example where I would play them for like a few hours, maybe get to like 10, 15 hours in. And then I would just never finish them because I would either mm-hmm. give up or, you know, something would happen. Uh, but with Elden Ring game of the year, 2022, let's get <laughs> Um, let's go I was um, I was hooked and that usually doesn't happen with those kind of games and it was because of what you were just explaining where it just provides those little moments like every like the the perfect amount of time it's like you get to this super awesome moment and then you're just kind of wandering and exploring and then it happens again and it's just enough to like you know every time you play you're going to get one of those experiences and not a lot of games have that like I could play Horizon for like four hours and just feel like I'm going through the motions mm-hmm. um, yeah. But with Elden Ring, it was just like every day I played I only played with like two hours a day with Elden Ring and every mm-hmm. single time it was like fantastic So do you think Tears of the Kingdom is the same way?
0: I feel like I got Elden Ring again and, and it's been wiped from my memory and it's Tears of the Kingdom like mm. <laughs> nice. Like don't you feel the same Kevin?
3: What would you say exactly? You said
0: I'm saying, like, like basically, it's like I got Christmas twice. Like, like oh, I got yeah. Elden Ring last year, and then I yeah. got I got a new game that's not Elden Ring, but it's giving me all the same kind of feelings as Elden Ring this year.
3: Totally, yeah, 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 exactly. I think it's I I think like in terms of like the discovery mechanics and like discovery as gameplay is like easily as good as Elden Ring. I, I think that that okay, like and is. that
0: aspect it could almost be better. Like Elden Ring has other Ooh. strengths. Like like it could it, it it's debatable. Like it's it they're 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 both batting like you know at league in a league that like nobody else is like only those two games are really doing it that well
3: i don't even know like i like i've done small amounts of of open world trying to desi- doing design on my own projects and like making things that are like engaging for the player is hard and like doing mm-hmm. it constantly like this is a very impressive feat by both of those games and uh i think yeah like i think gary i think you'll have a lot of fun with this game if you played it um the thing is like the cool part about this game is like you can build crazy contraptions and solve puzzles like in a million different intricate ways or you can just like run to a base and just cover one up and like just play it like it's a, like it's a combat like you can play it any way you want and that's what's awesome about it
2: okay because another point I was going to make is I'm not someone that loves crafting and building yeah if that's in a game I usually avoid at all costs like in Fallout the whole <laughs> the whole like build your settlement thing I'm like I'm going to yeah. do as bare minimum as possible and try not to touch this it's why I don't mm-hmm. I've like never touched Minecraft um all those kind of games. It just, for some reason, it just doesn't do anything for me. And it actually stresses me out more. Cause it's like, Oh great. I have to be creative, which is like something I'm not good at when it comes to mechanical building. Um, so as yeah. long as it's not too dependent on you being like a genius, which I'm sure it's not. Cause it's a Nintendo game. No. Like it has to yeah. be E for everyone. Um, but I just don't want to feel like I don't want to make me one feel stupid or two feel like I'm missing out because I'm not, creative, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: The way I for building the yeah. way everything snaps together is like Legos, and it's like so okay. intuitive yeah. and, and just. But
0: also, they they train you really well, they and they you. constantly like leave you things that are like seventy-five percent built, so you don't even have to necessarily like you you like so basically you can, can engage with that at a low level where you're just kind of following the dots that they've connected, you know, they've laid laid out for you to connect, or you can get really crazy and build you know, a skyscraper and drop it on a bandit camp, you know, you can go either way.
2: Okay. Yeah, Uh, Man, only they could just, uh, yeah. Make it that 4k 60 cause
0: uh, (laughs) I just, you, I'm telling, Oh, you don't have a PC. Uh,
2: I'm going to be honest. Like, um, Nintendo, you meant, you mentioned this earlier. Like imagine if Nintendo had the hardware, like the developers at Nintendo had the hardware to make some of these games, we mm -hmm. would probably be, blown away by like what they could accomplish like it would probably make most other developers look like child's play but the thing is is they have to work with these underpowered devices and it's just it's it's just hard for me and that's it's almost why i've hardly touched my switch because they come out with these really cool looking games and then it's just like i mean i'm not trying to be like elitist with like i only play 60 fps games or i can't have fun but there's it's to the point where like i'm so spoiled by that with you know Having played on a PC or like a PS5 or Xbox, it's tough to dip down to that 30. And if it does dip below 30, it's almost painful. And so it's just like, I've skipped so many great looking Nintendo games just because it's like, I can't get that experience with that. And so for me, I'm personally waiting for a Switch 2 that can hopefully deliver that and praying that it has backwards compatibility. Because if that's the case, then like I have such a massive library to go back onto. Mm. and i'm like super excited for that if yeah if that's Switch a future
0: fps boost
2: yeah like anything <laughs> i wouldn't bank on it but let's hope let's hope yeah I-, I know but i don't know it's just i did that with the ps4 um going into ps5 there was like a lot of end of year ps4 games oh, yeah. yeah that i just even like two years before i was just like i know the ps5 is coming i'm just gonna wait and I'm yeah, thankful that Ghost I did because it made a huge. Oh yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, yeah. I think I even waited on God of War, too. God of War. And then also. Uh, uh, 2018.
3: Last of Us games. Horizon
2: and Last of Us. Basically, everything but Bloodborne has gotten right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hey. So I mean, painful. I'm just saying it could show up in the next what it's is it? Gonna that five is true. days.
3: It's going to take a. Yeah. 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 That yeah. would be. You think that would be like the last thing they would show? i don't know one last time it's got to be real for that game right i mean, I mean in my, my circle we we'll talk about it right but like I, I, on the internet i see oh, yeah, yeah. talk about it Dude, Anytime, it's,
0: tr- it's trending on twitter every day every time it's I it's just see... people spin spitballing it <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's so funny
3: <laughs> and every time i see uh, a P- pc game comes to steam top review is like bloodborne when bloodborne win yeah <laughs> so yeah
1: i think that what This conference this week is gonna. It's either gonna be this conference or it's never gonna happen. That's
2: exactly. right. I I agree. That's yeah. I,
3: I was thinking the ten year <laughs> oh, well. they would do it on twenty twenty five.
2: I just
1: think that's Maybe, too long. That fucking
3: yeah. sucks, man. Like,
1: strike while the iron's hot. Well, I,
3: the only hot. thing about that is like, I, I my only reason I think they might not is just would they want to release it when Elden Ring DLC is coming out? Because again, it's like you're competing against mm.
0: but i feel like you're keeping you're doing it when when like interest is high like I, I i think the opposite is true i could be wrong but i think like for marketing terms like hey people are stoked because people aren't that stoked right now about elden ring they were the way they were a year ago like from soft yeah. games where everybody wanted to play more from soft games now they're like eh, it's i just feel like dlc
3: lands is gonna be like a big uh, it's gonna be a resurgence it's not a huge like everyone that's this
0: goals. year right yeah. Was was yeah. their date it was that's this uh, year uh june June. Not there's, no, there's, no, uh, no, there's no November. Okay.
3: There's
2: no date. Or in, I think I Oh, oh sorry. sorry yeah. I was go just gonna it, say go I think it. I agree with Aaron with the um if they release it close to each other because I know when I play like a Souls game, it's it's hard for me to transition back into like other games. It's like I almost just want to play more souls like games. And so having that like nearby would be a like a really smooth transition.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. But Sony has um, a stake in from soft, like thirty percent? So I just would think that they would. I think it's ten like percent against themselves. Oh, so I didn't know work. that. I don't know. They maybe, they yeah, own the correct. parent it's... company by uh, some large percentage. Also, there's rumors of a Sekiro anime coming out. On that note, just to...
0: on on like Netflix or something. Yeah,
2: maybe so.
4: Hmm. I'll
0: watch that. Uh, on how hyperbolic have we been? How many strikes against us?
1: I I think I counted about four, but four. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Like Legend of Zelda um you know it's the sequel to the best game ever to a lot of people so i think it's okay to be a little hyperbolic yeah and yeah. the thing
3: is like i played like all like most of the big zelda games like in to completion um so i definitely like at least have a history there i played like almost all of them and i do think this is the best one like i think oh
0: yeah but, like, and this doesn't have that soft locking that all those old games had because those games were m- way more linear. Like, you had to follow stuff and you had to solve puzzles in specific ways. And if you got to some hard puzzle or someplace where you didn't know what to do, like, you would be kind of soft locked out of the game. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is just like, oh, you don't know what to do in this puzzle? Go do 500 other things and they'll all be fun. Yep. Um,
1: That's like the same thing with Elden Ring, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing because it's like, if you can't get past father Gascoin and bloodborne it's like okay it's over (laughs) yeah that's why i never beat
2: bloodborne the first 10 times like i literally restarted that game 10 times and i would get to him and i just couldn't get past him until i finally did like you know forever later seven years later
1: yeah yeah he's tough he's he's one of the hardest in the game i think um yeah, I, I do want to try it, but uh, I think Garrett's asking really great questions, um, and I I think I have the same thing. I just don't want to buy a console for one game. Yeah, and I just, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I get because it. I'm li- I'm literally just gonna buy it and then just never play that thing ever again. So I mean, it happened to me. <laughs> so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> oh, PS4. Yeah, PS4. I will say one one word of of, of the Switch. it is really kind of nice on my switch currently if i were to go on a plane right now i could play resident evil remake i could play doom all basically every doom fucking game um i could play dark souls and i could play this zelda game all on my switch That's, that's that's pretty nice but i yeah don't buy a switch just for one game that's that's a bummer
4: yeah yeah
1: so, I'll probably watch my brother play it for a little bit because I bought it for I bought the game for him for his graduation because he just graduated so I might watch him play it
4: you should try
3: it yeah, yeah. Nice. try a shrine
1: yeah May, maybe I'll convince him to be like hey can you just like lend this to me for like four months yeah is that cool or like a month
3: <laughs> it's on or time you'll just play
1: through it like if it's not you
2: Oran time, I'll yeah just you'll beat this game or I don't know how you do it I It just, is just uh, something that blows my mind it's called dedication just,
1: right I think, I think it's dedication. Um, also, my life is like an empty void, and I try to fill it with games, you know? so
2: That's very just... fair. <laughs> I just get sleepy. I, I don't know. I can't. No matter what I do, it's like after two hours, I'm like, my eyes are getting heavy. It could be the most engaging game of my life, and I'm just like, oh, I need a nap. <laughs> I you know
3: want to what? mention... I think
1: what... Go ahead. Uh,
3: there's two things about this game that happened in the very beginning that I really liked. One, you start off this game walking with an NPC... And you don't have to follow them slowly, okay? You can do whatever the hell you (laughs) want to do, okay? And the other thing is um, this game is a direct sequel to the last game. And I remember when I played Majora's Mask after playing Ocarina of Time, I was like, why the hell does Link have three hearts again in this game? What the Mm. is going on? Why do I only have three hearts? (laughs) I was a total badass in this last game. Why am I like a pansy Mm -hmm. now? this game addresses that and I always thought that was amazing the first game it's I ever classic thought
0: was God of War 2 God of War
3: 2 <laughs> and I was like oh my god that's the coolest thing I've ever seen that they did this so uh, more games please do this. this like when you make a sequel like may, have it make sense please from, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah
0: it, I mean the story seems to me pretty maybe not the most interesting part of the game but it's fine um, yeah I, I guess there. I want to say w- one thing before we move on from this game which we should do um, is that Hitman Freelancer is like only possible because there are three games worth of incredible level design for them to build that on top of. And I feel like this game is is, is a similar thing. And, and it makes me think that maybe this is something that more game designers should, should think about. Like I could only imagine if Rockstar took what they had done with Red Dead Redemption 2 you know, remix the world and, and really added some radical gameplay to it. Like new gameplay features. Like that could be a really amazing thing. Like I, I think reusing space is like not necessarily a bad thing. It's a
3: good thing.
1: I agree.
3: I agree. Uh, so wait, did you say Hitman? Yeah. I just got to quickly mention Doom Eternal and dark souls and then we're good to go. Uh, I think we got, <laughs> we are going <laughs> to talk briefly
0: <laughs> so about, uh, to return after there. this. We so, all uh, Okay. Wait,
1: we gotta talk about Resident Evil too. uh, Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil. Thank you. You're right, Owen.
3: I forgot. How could I forget?
0: Uh, Okay, I'm gonna do this in in a minute, and then I think we'll probably have somebody on in a few weeks to talk more about this. But uh, Harat came out of early access. It is a uh, it's a very Quake inspired boomer shooter. I think it is. I think it is a a a top tier. Um, I think it's. I think. I think it's one of the best ones. it's completely released i've played through almost all of the game it's the only game that could pull me away from from tears of the kingdom for a little bit uh and uh i think it's it's worth checking out it's on steam it's 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 super good i agree i haven't played
3: but it's it's a good one i really like what i've played so far for sure
0: nice um tell me about tales of iron
2: oh yeah okay so tales of iron um it was one of the um, free games on PlayStation Plus like a month or two ago. And uh, I remember hearing about it when they were advertising it when it first came out. Um, never followed up, obviously. And then, you know, I saw it again on this list. I'm like, oh, I really wanted to play that. So I downloaded it and um, I didn't expect much out of it. Like, it was just one of those like 8 p.m. at night kind of deals after work where I'm like, yeah, I could do something new. Um, and then ended up really liking it. And the first thing I noticed is that the narrator of the game um there's no like none of the characters speak in the game uh it's kind of a side scrolly hollow knight kind of situation with some like dark souls aspects actually surprisingly um but it's just one of those games where it has a narrator so i guess the closest thing i could compare it to in that aspect is you know like how all the super giant games are like that Mm, um darkest dungeon Oh, Darkest... Actually, it shares an extremely similar art style to Darkest Dungeon. Nice. Um, am I right about Supergiant? They're the one that made Hades, right? Yeah. yeah like transistor and, and stuff yeah, like transistor. that. Right? He was right. a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He had a mechanical arm for Exactly. Arm. Yeah. And yeah. like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why,
2: but I love narration games like that. For, I, sure. for some reason, like I just, I love them. Um, and they got the, uh, the voice actor. I think it's Doug Cockle. Who does uh, Geralt's voice in The Witcher oh, and would... I heard that at first I'm like this sounds really familiar and then like I had I had to look it up and lo and behold it was him so I thought that was super cool that they got him on board but basically it's just you play as a rat and you know you're the um, your father's the you know king of the rat kingdom or whatever and he's dying and he has to pick like his new successor oh. and so you just start off and you like Kendall battle your Roy. brother and whoever wins, like, becomes uh, the king. And then, so you do that. Like, you're just about to get coronated. And then something happens. And then the game ensues. And so, it's... I, I 100% this game. So I got the Platinum Trophy. And it took me less than 10 hours. So, this is, like, definitely something you could do in a weekend. Um, and, like, I didn't even really have to go out of my way to get the Platinum. So, you, you would only need to spend, like, an extra two hours outside of just mainlining the game to 100% it, and I had a great time. I thought that, um, I, it was challenging, like, I definitely had to try on the bosses, like, 10-15 times sometimes, because it does, it's extremely punishing, and it has, um, it has different gear that you can pick from. There's, like, swords, axes, and, uh, spears, and they each have, like, different, uh, like what distance like strike distance Mm. um i mean it's very much like a dark souls game where each each weapon has like its perks um and you just constantly find them throughout the game and uh you can easily switch between them at like chests at bonfires and stuff like that um and well it has more of like the saving chair system where you sit down and it saves like in hollow Knight if you guys have played that one um but i don't know like it was just a very very fun game to play through and it has the weight system of of gear so like you can have stronger gear and better defense but it's going to weigh you down so your rolls are going to be slower which in some of those boss fights it's like you got to be able to get away from them because you can you can like block and parry uh but then there's like attacks where it's like if it's glowing yellow then you can you can block it but it might you can't really do anything afterwards and then the red is like unavoidable so uh I'm trying to think of what other games have that but you know souls games have that too right? yeah space, it, it
0: looks space very is. Soulsy. like it's like spacing is a big concern um exactly
2: yeah i think but it was just a fun this. time yeah i need to I'm, try that out it's probably cheap if it's not i mean it was free well, but not anymore No, you i think i got it on psn it. um oh yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean if anyone picked it up because i always download or i add them to my library even if i don't play them so yeah, if yeah. you happen to add that to your library and haven't touched it yet it was surprisingly fun, and the story is just—it's actually a surprisingly good story. And then just having a, you know, Geralt narr- narrating it makes it even better. And it's very witty and funny. So they do like they—they they have a lot of puns in it too, which is always great. A lot of rat puns.
0: Mm. Rat puns? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> they very play into the whole stick of the thing.
0: Uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I really like the art style. It has a really cool. It looks. Really. It looks really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, like Josh, like showing us this game like years ago. I feel like that was Costume was you, Quest. What? Oh yeah. Okay. No. Uh, um. Was <laughs> the, the one with the cat <laughs> girls. Um, no. When I
1: heard a tale, speaking of puns, when I heard Tales of Iron, I thought it was, this game was like an RTS, like World War II game. <laughs> Dude, me yeah. too, because I think that's what I thought, because there is another game. It's like, like Iron Hearts, another... I think. Yeah. I, and, was... I was like, is this like that? And then I saw that Tales was not spelled the way I thought it was spelled. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I Something see. is amiss. Yeah, it's Hearts of Iron. It's the game you're Hearts talking.
0: of Iron. Yeah. Okay. Hearts so, of Iron. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah. Did you want that's to talk right. about God of War? Yeah, I mean
2: right. I can do that now if you want.
3: You, someone needs yeah. to say something good about this game because we, I said it was fine. Yeah, somebody say something good about this game because I think Oren hated it, and then I complained about it by proxy through Oren. So let's have another. Uh, well, also I think, I think Mike also complained about it. Mike
1: actually hated it the most. Oh, that's that's true. True. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> right, Mike. Mike, like I think I think at the end of the day I gave it like a seven out of ten, so not really hate. Okay. But For such like, a beloved game though.
2: You know. Yeah. So yeah, I've been playing the true twenty twenty-two game of the year winner, God of War Ragnarok. Get off the um, podcast. <laughs> just, get the fuck out of
3: here.
4: I take no, back everything
3: I'm now. cutting his mic
1: now, guys. Bring <laughs> the heat. No.
2: Um okay, so I do think it is a I'm halfway through the story. I'm guessing by based on my gameplay time. Um I looked up like how long to beat and I'm like a little over halfway apparently. And I haven't mm. been doing too much side story stuff. Um, but yeah, I loved 2018 God of War. I was, you know, I've played most of the, I played all the mainline God of War games growing up and, uh, I always thought it was so much fun. And then the way they transformed it in 2018 blew my mind a lot. Um, I was just so surprised at what they did and what they were able to accomplish. And something that I really loved about how God of War did it was they won the storytelling. I thought was really great. Um, to the side quests in 2018 what like the way that they handed them to you was so convenient like i never felt like i had to go way out of the way to go find a side quest and then travel halfway across the map to go finish it it's like you find the side quest you're already in the area you do you go into like some hidden area do the thing and then usually you find like it's it's like almost like an elder scrolls dungeon where like you go through it I guess Elden Ring does it too or most Souls games where it's like you find the shortcut and it takes you right back to the beginning it's like oh cool mm, I went on a this mesocally. little side mission
3: I accidentally coined that on one of oh games. really yes. mesocaly.
2: Yeah, mesocaly, yeah. <laughs> so-
3: <laughs> that's why I call it time I find a door when I'm playing Neo. I'm like hey look a door that attaches back to the main area it's a mesocaly. So
2: it's just yeah it's the best feeling it's like I I didn't have to do this but I did it and it didn't put me out of the way and so I ended up you know 100%ing God of War 2018 um, now, oh, with this wow. one, yeah, it, it was probably one of my most enjoyable 100%? ones, too. Damn. Yeah, I got the platinum for that one. Um, this nice. one, though, I'm not, I want to, but I'm not 100% sure that I will. And part of that is just because I feel like my backlog is so big, I need to just get through some of these games. But I'm having a hard time because it's doing the same exact thing where it's like it's handing me these side quests and they're interesting enough to where I want to go do them. And I know that the gear I get from them is going to make it things easier for me. Um, so I'm trying to mainline it, but I'm also having a hard time because I think it's <laughs> do- doing a great job at making me get distracted. Um, as far as um, my impressions of it, it is very similar to 2018, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm happy that Atreus has grown up. He is far less annoying in some senses. <laughs> I really did not like how he got very like mean and moody in the first game. Um, I feel like it's been long enough to where you can spoil some things, but like he gets on like a power trip in the first game and it's really annoying. Cause like, I don't know why Kratos isn't doing more about it.
4: <laughs> like, slap him around a little bit. Like,
2: come on dude, you're letting him get a little too far. Um, but the way that his story is progressing in the second game is really interesting. And just the way that they're, incorporating Norse mythology into it is just really exciting to me um and it's it's it has enough twists where like I I see some things coming but then at the same time I'm surprised at what it's giving me and I'm at this halfway point in the game and something really cool kind of happens and um yeah it, it happened to me like two days ago um and I got there and I'm like oh my gosh like this is why I love these games like this is why I stuck it out and I feel like the second half of this game is going to be better. But they just polished everything up. Like, the combat's more fun. Um, you start off with, like, the weapons that you earn at the end of the first game. Um, and the I just like how the, the like, talent trees work in this game. I mean, it's the same as the first one for the most part, with a little bit of extra stuff, like, augmenting certain things. But... Um yeah I'm, I mean I'm having a great time uh, I, I'll get back to you guys when I finish it and give you my final thoughts as far as like game of the year or like best game ever made it's hard to tell until I see how the story finishes up mm-hmm. but I do feel like it's a little too similar to the first game to, cons- to like say it could be Elden Ring you know what I mean I don't think compared to Elden Ring I don't think it stands a chance as being like a game of the year contender um, yeah. you beat Elden Ring right I did, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Hmm. Nice. A- ending of Elden, uh, Elden Ring was, which I think you guys agree with, is like slightly disappointing. Um, yeah. The last couple bosses there. Uh, but the whole experience was fantastic. But Is there any other like questions you had about Ragnarok? I I, I got some of your rants, but I'm sure that you guys have ranted more about it in other podcasts <laughs> that I may have missed.
0: Lauren, tell me well, about Companions.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Well, well, I, I mean, I don't want to belabor it because, like, first of all, I think it's great that you're enjoying the game. It's just, like, my two biggest pet peeves in video games are I don't like it when characters spoil puzzles. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just, I just don't like it when companions do that. And I don't like it when companions talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, my two biggest pet peeves, and I feel like Ragnarok is, like, the worst I've ever seen in a video game. I just think the characters just can't shut up ever. And I, and I know that there are people that love that. They love, like, hearing, like, the characters banter while you're exploring. Like, they help mm-hmm. you solve puzzles. They help you with combat encounters. Like, I know a lot of people find that really fun. I personally hate it. Like, I don't like it when I'm fighting a boss and, like, uh, the, the, one of my characters is like, you need to have your shield up. Because if you yeah. sh- don't have your shield up at this point, it's going to attack you. Or it's like yeah. you're on fire, Kratos. But I think you knew that already. It's like, I just I just hate <laughs> that. And I, I think, I think I would have liked the game way more if um, the developers programmed that like a lot more. You know, or there was a slider, right? Like, like, like a slider. turn it off,
2: or uh, you could just nope, be like
1: nope.
3: STFU button. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or like I heard like the new Jedi Survivor game, which I haven't played. Like if you need help on a puzzle, there's a button that you can press that's like, do you need yes. a hint? And I feel like God of War Ragnarok like should have had that, I think. Mm-hmm.
4: Um I agree.
3: Imagine yeah. if followers were optional in all these games.
0: <laughs> or if
3: you could just <laughs> know, mute right? them,
0: like the inevitable PC patch mod that'll come out when that game comes to PC, just yeah. it'll be the,
2: well, the mute
3: followers.
2: The, <laughs> mod. Well the thing with the followers in this game is they're they're necessary for the story. Like they have mm-hmm. to be there. So um They're L's
3: they might cure the contagion that the norse all have <laughs> yeah yeah
2: oh, one thing last of us did do a good job of like giving a good amount of time before they help you cuz i remember being yeah. stuck yeah. a right. pu- in a puzzle in yeah. last of us for like 10 minutes and then it, they finally like realize i have no idea what the hell i'm doing and then they yeah. tell me um but yeah i think the first game did the banter better than I Ragnarok agree. like I, I i thought that was amazing like uh, you would just be on the boat and then every now and then like mimir would pop in with the story and then you're learning about while you're while you're rowing around you're not doing anything anyways he'd be telling you a story about um like north mythology getting you all caught up and i thought that was great but in ragnarok yeah it's like you step in that boat or on the dog sled it's like instant it's like all right banter time and it doesn't stop until you get out of the boat and then it starts right back up again um and then you have the companions trying to help you out with puzzles you get you have like about a minute maybe even 45 seconds before they start like chiming in um and yeah the boss battles it's like it's not that complicated like you don't need to tell me like if i can't figure this out maybe i shouldn't (laughs) like i don't know yeah maybe like i should be playing more of the game a little bit more to figure stuff out because the mechanics aren't that deep in god of war you know they have like very fun combat but it's like it's not hard to figure out like you see the glowing horns obviously i should probably hit those things
4: Mm. yeah
1: I, th- I think the one time where I found the companions helpful were, were, were actually when you're fighting a lot of the endgame bosses because some of the endgame bosses are really hard. And sometimes mm. you have, like, a split second to react. And, like, hearing Mimir give you hints during that was actually helpful. Okay. But, like, <laughs> but for, like, the other combat encounters earlier in the game where they're not the most challenging boss fights in the world, like, I, I found it kind of obnoxious. okay. But um, but I do. I mean... Ultimately, I'm glad I played it. I mean, I thought the combat was really fun. I think the story in the pat in like the last ten hours is really strong. The storytelling. Mm. I think like uh. the storytelling takes a little too long to get going. Like it's. Yes. I feel Like the first twenty hours, I'm like, okay, what's the story?
2: <laughs> yeah. Really,
1: there's not really a propulsive narrative force, but I think it finally gets there after a certain point, and then it gets I- really interesting.
2: I think that's so, where I'm at right now is it's it's getting really interesting. And I'm like, how is this going to play out? Because I'm already surprised by like what's happening right now. And then it's hinting towards something else that could be bigger. And you're my brain is just doing gymnastics, trying to figure out like, OK, is this going to happen or is this going to happen? Is this person going to do this? Right. So,
1: no, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's when the story gets really good. I just yeah. kind of wish the game had an editor and mm-hmm. kind of shaved off some of the fat.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I, do, I do like when it's good, it's good. Like undeniably.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what uh, Keanu Reeves said about um fan uh nudity patches with him
1: in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um all right, uh God of War, guys. Uh or, did you want to talk about uh Horizon? Um
2: Garrett? honestly I've played maybe about like ten hours of that. Okay. And it 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 got to a point where I'm like I could either be playing this or I could go be playing God of War, and I yeah. chose God oh, of War, yeah. and yeah. because with it's a beautiful game, right? Forbidden West is like one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. The world is staggeringly massive to the point mm. where I looked at the map and I'm like, this is gonna take me months. <laughs> um, and that's what like made me go do something else because honestly, like I just I'm at that point in my life where I am being very picky about what i play and based on what i played so far i'm like this isn't wowing me and i love the first game like i hundred yeah. i got the platinum trophy for that i platinum the dlc i wanted to do it with this one but like i think it's going to be another one of those situations where i'm going to have to put in like 30 hours to get into like the meat of it and then you should like, just
0: play tears of the kingdom in my opinion at that yeah point. i, I would probably
2: be better off playing that
0: oh maybe i'll emulator (laughs) yeah no that's the way to do it Uh, i i mean yeah okay oren you you did something that's cracking me up here i noticed this about 10 minutes ago and i couldn't stop laughing and i'm still kind of laughing it's dumb it's dumb this is dumb kevin has this game where he likes to change the names of video games (laughs) to something that has the same meaning but is a different set of words Mm -hmm. and Planet Marts, Planet Smart, Planet Smarts, Planet Smarts, what the fuck website is this that you posted that has the top 100 games of all time from GQ has (laughs) said that number eight is Gateway (laughs) 2. Gateway 2. What game is Gateway 2, guys? (laughs)
1: What is Gateway 2? I don't have the list pulled. I I believe
0: Chatbot GPD fucking published this article because this is (laughs) horseshit. Gateway (laughs) (laughs) 2. What
3: is Gateway (laughs) 2, Kevin? Uh... I can't gateway. I'm
1: like...
0: Huh. Gateway 2. Number 8.
1: What is gateway 2? Mass Effect 2? Mass Uh -uh. Effect 2. That that wouldn't be
0: the worst. But when you see it, once you see it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, of course. They they translated it as gateway 2.
1: Okay. Let me see. I'm going to pull up my... uh... Try yeah, I guess, don't though. have just the okay. show notes in front of me. I should mm. because I'm a podcaster, but no, because I'm looking at it. I'm just like, effect.
0: "Gateway 2 is so is cracking me up, and I'm like, "What? Oh, boor- <laughs>
1: Portal Two, <laughs> Portal Two, it's oh. Portal Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually uh, that's pretty
3: so funny. funny. That is funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> planets, Smarts, Planet, I, yeah, <laughs> planet Smarts, Planet uh, Smarts. What? What? Gateway. <laughs> Put two. that fucking word together. Those words. You're right. I never <laughs> realized Gateway Portal. <laughs> So that's a new one for your game, Kevin. Yeah, I um, have to
3: add that to my list, alongside Distant okay. Whale and War um, okay. Table Punch worldwide.
0: Uh, Orin, cue us up here. What did GQ UK do last week? I think maybe was it was last week or the week before. I it might have been the week before, but um, that 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 got the internet talking for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, what happened was um, like you know people release top hundred lists all the time, right? like whatever it's like some magazine a handful of editors they'll Mm -hmm. have some sort of consensus and be like this is these are the top 100 games according to us what makes the gq magazine different is that they did like something similar to a sight and sound poll and um you know the sight and sound poll is a poll that happens every 10 years with sight and sound magazine where they poll a bunch of film directors and film critics and they submit top 10 lists and then with that they determine what are the top hundred movies of all time GQ did a similar thing where they asked like a bunch of industry people a bunch of game developers a bunch of game critics and collated all of all of their top ten lists and then they made a collective top hundred games of all time list so mm-hmm. this list is getting more credibility than you usually see because of the amount of people who voted in it and mm-hmm. the credibility of those people who voted in it um, so yeah, uh, of course, because it's a top 100 list, lots of points of contention, but it is kind of an interesting litmus test or like an mm-hmm. interesting kind of barometer to f- see like where the game industry is at in terms of what they value in games.
0: Yeah. Well, there's one such point a that glaring omission. Oh, there's so many glaring omissions. Like, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Like, I, I want to talk <laughs> about how they did this because they didn't actually ask for top 10s. They asked for 10 games, unranked 10 lit games. So everybody sure. submitted 10 games that were unranked, and then they mm. they listed it by the number of votes they got. And I wonder how wow. many games shared a number of votes. Um, so, like, one thing—okay, a couple things here. One, anytime you see a list, I think the list tells you more about the people who made it than anything <laughs> true in the universe. Look <laughs> at our fucking lists for, for proof of that. Um, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one, two, totally. uh, a point brought up by uh, uh, people on the Insert Credit podcast. When you when you think about movies, movies are on average two hours long, right? So you could watch a lot of movies, right? Like you could be somebody who's watched hundreds of movies. Uh, how many people have actually beaten or meaningfully interacted with hundreds of video games?
4: Some. Not enough. Not enough, Not right? Uh,
0: no. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Video games are so much more of a, like, like they, they take so much more time to consume. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's different genres. There's different types of people aren't going to want to play. It's like, it, it's not really like for like in the sense of, the, in terms of, like, being a sight and sound list. Um, it's true. W- what do you think, Garrett, of this list?
2: Um, Overall, well, um, should we
1: announce the top 10 at least? So to give p- people a sense before we comment Yeah. On, okay. Like, yeah, let's do the top 10. I'm just. I'm just going to do the top 10. We could talk about the rest, but the top 10 right now are ten's Half-Life 2, nine's Dark Souls, eight is <laughs> Gateway 2, but it's <laughs> Portal uh, <laughs> Number seven is Metal Gear Solid. Number six is Mass Effect 2. Number five is The Witcher 3. Number four is Bloodborne. Number three is Tetris. Number two is The Last of Us. And number one is Breath of the Wild. Um, to give you a sense of what... The canon, so to speak, based on this list is.
2: I'll go down one more. 11s Resident Evil Four, just because I know yeah. you guys like that one. Mm. Yeah. Um, only the
1: Resident evil. evil game on the list too. Interesting. Which is
2: I think you're right. Day. Yeah, that's
3: just like but,
1: uh, serious.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me say one thing, and then I really do want to hear what Garrett has to say. Right. How much do you guys think that this list being compiled at the same time that there is a re-release, a remaster of? The Last of Us and a TV show, which is a fucking internet mm. sensation. How much do you think that colored The Last of Us Part Two being number two on this list?
3: Or just Last of Us? You mean? Yeah, sorry, last yeah, of The last, last, one. One. Yeah. last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Is Part Two even on here? It is. It is. It, is. it it is. Hilarious. It's just hilarious. But there's like ten Naughty
0: Dog it. employees on this who who are judges. So, <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. I I think it's Last of Us Two is number two. I was just way too
1: high. Like, well, yeah, yeah. So, but do you think one. it's
0: because like yeah. like there was a show was that present. was present? A- yeah. huge, like, cultural yeah. phenomenon while the list yeah. was being made, and yeah. so it was in people's minds. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just I think so.
1: <clears throat> well, it kind of... Uh, it, it, it makes you kind of think about what... Like, the people who voted are people who are active in the industry right now, right? So, like, you're seeing a lot of people who... Are like pundits who are currently playing games and have been reviewing for the past 10 years. Um, I don't know what the age range was, but it seems like the age range was the median age was like probably like 35, right? So, like a younger demographic. Um, But yeah, it kind of makes you think because like a lot of the games in the top 10 are like cinematic, third person, narrative driven games. Like you got The Last of Us, you got Witcher 3, Mass Effect 2, Metal Gear Solid, which was like the first of that kind. So it kind of makes you think about like what kind of games are being valued right now. And it seems like it is kind of one type of game being represented or like a few types of games.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that.
0: Yeah, um. It's interesting. You know what's shocking to me? Let's talk for a minute about emissions. Like, based off piggybacking of what what Orange just said, how the mm-hmm. fuck is Tekken not on here, or Dwarf Fortress, or Gran Turismo? Again, it sells twenty million copies every time it comes out. No Tekken. Uh,
3: no. Yeah. No
1: Starcraft.
0: No Starcraft. Um, and yeah, Starcraft no was Sekiro. a big one. Yeah, what the? F- they put well, Bloodborne on there, no, but that's it, it.
1: Just kind of goes to show, like, what is a prestige game to a lot of people, and a lot of it is just like single player, third person narrative games. Like those yeah. are what people think about as the best of all time. But like, I think that's like, so like, I, I annoying, even, right? <laughs>
3: it's, it's like those are fine, but like, why are those better? Because they're more like what we think of prestige movies. Like, is that why? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the reason that we put those higher than the other games? I mean I to be we, fair, I mean Breath everyone. of the
0: Wild is not really. It is a third-person narrative, but Tetris. Breath of the Wild is a is and Gateway Two are all Gateway Two.
3: Those are all Gateway Two with heavy game uh, mechanics puzzles.
0: I mean, if you go back to 1998, Bloodborne. Metal Gear Solid comes out, and it does define a new type of video game for adults, for connoisseurs of artistic. Gaming and I think we haven't fully shaken that. Um I also think that it's really funny that this list came out a few days after IGN had that hilarious uh, Clip where they're like talking about the games that they Dude, review and they're like that is like the funny What thing was it? They, say they say said they're like they're like, how come how do you choose the games review? And they're like, well uh If you haven't heard of it, like
3: God, what, what was the quote there? Do you remember? find it? Let me find it so I can I'll say Yeah, it, it was with so, the guy because it was, it's just too. It's too incredible he, not to quote it here
0: self-perpetuating circularity of what gets covered <laughs> And then this list just sort of reinforces the the canon, right? Yeah, like this this vicious mm-hmm. circle, virtuous circle. I don't think so, but uh,
1: it, it does kind of. It, it is interesting too, because a lot of the games okay, that you see, in, like, oh yeah, go ahead. So he says, <laughs> but think about it this way: if you've never heard of the game, we probably wouldn't
3: review it and it probably isn't that good anyway. And then the follow the guy is like, that was a really good explanation. <laughs> like Tim and Eric, that was a really it good was... explanation. That, you know, yeah, that so.
1: reminds me of people who say, like, if it's not Marvel or Star Wars, it's not worth seeing. Like, that's yeah. right. like that kind of energy. Like, fuck, fuck uh... you, dude. Have <laughs> like, I, I it? do think... We wouldn't review I, it,
3: and it probably isn't good.
1: I do yeah. think that uh, this... Honestly, I think you could chalk up this list a lot to the fact that games journalism and tastes in the game industry are still kind of just not matured. Like if you look at the sight and sound list, like you can debate its merits. Like I have a lot of criticisms with the sight and sound list, but I think the people voting in that list and just the, the whole aura of the culture around film is way more sophisticated than video games. Mm. And I think video games, you still kind of have like a lot of people who maybe aren't the best cultural critics writing about games, and they're just kind of picking games that they liked that they played in the past four years.
4: Mm.
0: Right. But, yeah. And also, like, there's something very uh, homogenous about the state. And, and I mean, even we perpetuate it about the state of like what games get talked about, what games can people play. And like, I guarantee you, half the people that that are listed on this follow each other on Twitter, interact with each other. Like a lot of these people know each other. Like, like it's mm-hmm. a very connected group of people and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it, it, it does make a, uh, the diversity of selections like gets greatly
2: diminished because of that. Yeah. It has an echo chamber effect where it's like, you're seeing things a bunch, so it must be good. And so everyone starts playing what people are considering good and et I, well, I do have,
1: yeah.
2: Okay. Oh yeah, go ahead. So I was gonna you- say sorry. No, you're
4: good, my
1: bad.
2: <laughs> no, you guys. Garrett, go ahead.
1: you may go, Garrett. Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say Oh like, no. Sorry. <laughs>
2: um like Fuck you, Aaron. There's obviously <laughs> there's obviously some omissions from this um that like I don't agree with. Like some of the stuff you mentioned and then like you know, I grew up playing RuneScape and I feel like that was huge for like MMOs. Between, like, RuneScape and World of Warcraft. Like, thankfully World of Warcraft is on here. But, like, I consider RuneScape, like, a top 100. But, you know. um,
0: Yeah, EVE Online. I mean.
2: Yeah, even EVE. Books have been Um, written about that game. (laughs) But looking through the list of 100, I do see a lot of fantastic games. And I do agree with, like, most of them. Mm -hmm. I will say the thing that I don't agree with is the order that Witcher in. Like, I feel like most of these could definitely be closer to the top like I feel like some of the stuff that's near the bottom should be closer to the top and some of the stuff at the top could be closer to the bottom um but yeah like you said these these the way that it was I I didn't know the part where they just gathered them I thought they ranked them to, you know ten to one and like number one's no. my favorite so that alone because I, I guarantee you you know Tetris isn't everyone's favorite game they probably all put it on there because they know it has historical you know yeah. importance, but it's not like everyone's favorite game of all time. But I guess it depends on what kind of what kind of list this is. Like, is this based on cultural significance, or is this based on how fun it is, or how they're the well best. It was reviewed? Yeah, they're the just best. The best. <laughs> they're just the best. All yeah, around. That's, that's, just that's the, the, the best games video games of all time. That's the, the headline. It seems so I guess in that in that regard, maybe they don't have to be in order. Like maybe it's just a collective one hundred where no, number 100 could be just as fantastic oh, as what, number one.
1: Oh wait no it does wait hold on Aaron it, it does, I'm reading this right now it says number one received 10 points and number 10 received one point so they did rank them
0: really Cat Bailey said that oh. they didn't do that so I don't know that's weird okay well
1: May, this web this, maybe Planet Smarts isn't the most uh, oh don't uh,
0: listen to Planet Smarts <laughs> <laughs> Planet, Smarts. <laughs> Planet Smarts is bullshit dude Planet Smarts is like <laughs> literally like translated into russian (laughs) into english into chinese and then back in english Um,
1: but like anyway well let me ask you this question like what like considering like you know how contentious this list is what might you guys do like what kind of uh uh, selection would you choose to kind of Mm. have a more more diverse selection because
0: i would have asked way more people for one and i would have asked a lot more people involved in esports and involved in specific communities yeah Um, for sure like i think the fact that counter-strike is not on this list is like bonkers literally the most played game like the most played shooter of all time um league of legends isn't on here also also, League of legends that's insane league of legends that's insane yeah like what garrett said if they had just put out a list like like uh, Washington Post does this with their games of the year. They don't give an order. They just give these are notable games. This is like the hundred most notable games of all time or something. It would have triggered my inner annoying person a lot less because my inner annoying person mm-hmm. got very triggered by this list. So,
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I wonder if like just like they did what Sight and Sound did. I think Sight and Sound does, does up to like a thousand people in the film industry. Like maybe they needed a, just a broader sample size and because uh, like There's some like of the six people are,
0: that work at Naughty Dog on this list.
1: Right, yeah. There like 3% like
0: really of the total, total votes.
1: How many Dog games are there? So obviously there's also one, two, like three or four. and uncharted. There's not more yeah. than an uncharted game, right? Only just two. I do like seeing uh, BioShock yeah. Infinite on there. That's so like the, just Dude. imagine like people voting for that game Take and being like that this fucking one of 10. off here like, <laughs> I, I just sure.
0: want to know how does Hollow Knight make it on this list and stalker doesn't? Like, stalker has influenced entire like mm-hmm. genres of games. Yeah, I, I, uh, Hollow Knight is just a very good Metroidvania. It's not, which some people might disagree with. That,
3: that could uh, have if You had some people. Oh. <laughs>
1: That's nice that, it also kind of, it also kind of calls into question though, like what is like the value of Paul's? Because like, let me give you an example. Like with Sight and Sound, when that came out, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was like number thirty on the list. And that movie came out, like, four years ago. Mm. And, like, a lot of people just, like, kind of claimed that it was just this weird, like, letterboxed vote where, like, a bunch of 20-year-olds participating in the poll voted that game in or movie in. And it's just, like, wow, it's, like, way too soon to even include a movie that recent in the top 100 movies of all time list. So it's, like, are polls really even good ways to kind of figure out what the best things are, like does it re- is it really helpful i don't know like
2: i was going to another... mention the part um sorry to cut you off <clears throat> no yeah go ahead um like the so the people that they asked right it's going to be people in games journalism and developers and all that stuff right now most of those people are probably in the same age bracket um and so i just don't know i feel like a lot of these people may have been like people our age like older like 28 plus maybe and i don't know if that would affect anything it does because yeah because it's just going to be like people thinking back like oh yeah you know mario 64 best best game of all time and like you know people they're gonna have opinions and they're gonna have you know favorites that they just hold on to even if they don't hold up anymore like i know a lot of people go back and they're like you know super mario 64 is not as good as it as it, (laughs) as it once was you know yeah um But here it is at number 18. I feel like something that is needed is like uh, you mentioned earlier, where I feel like you need to include more um, like bigger age range, like consciously doing that. And then people in different professions, like you said, like eSports. And like not just developers and game journalists. uh, Because I think a lot of those people do like those kind of games, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that you're mentioning, the ones that like get reviewed very well. So, yeah, just the fact that, like, League of Legends isn't on here is blowing my mind. I just realized a Yeah,
0: no well, League of Legends, no, no Counter-Strike. I bet you if they
3: asked... Counter-Strike, like, the yeah. Gamers, they would have been, like, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong. Right, like,
0: okay. As mm-hmm. Tim Rogers said, video games have and have not come a long way since Pac-Man. How the fuck is Pac-Man not on this list? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like,
3: I know, that's, like, such a, a monumental game, too, that it's not mentioned. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Any any top 100 list is going to be impossible to be per- perfect. Like, mm. There's not going to be a single one where people are going to criticize it, but this is one of those ones where I have I don't like the results. As it's much just as I too see many third-person
3: ones. prestige games. List. Like, I feel like, there's like, yeah, like, like, like there should be less of them. I'm not saying they shouldn't have them. There's obviously a lot of great ones,
1: but there's just a lot of them on this.
2: I think I prefer like IGN top 100 to the
1: Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, is it better just to have, like, a selection of, like, 10 editors working together who, Mm -hmm. like, kind of have, like, a sense of history and, like, kind of curate the list as opposed to just a poll of a lot of, you know, 35 and younger people who grew up playing Kojima games and Nintendo games. Like, like, I mean, the greatest indicator for, like, the sample size that they took is Bloodborne being number four because... As you guys know, I love Bloodborne. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but that was like the console player gateway into FromSoft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you know that the fact that that's the highest one indicates that it's mainly console players they pulled, right? Mainly people who are, were more casual gamers who got into FromSoft yes, around Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like that's like a really good indicator of the kind of people they pulled, right? And how um, homogenous it is.
2: Uh, <laughs> so. That's actually surprising really uh good observation
1: yeah yeah the fact that like the top 10 is mainly 2010s games like the top 100
0: is mainly is made or well like i think it's probably 75 percent 2010s games they're almost Mm -hmm. all 20 21st century games yeah
1: right like i mean yeah like i think in the top 10 alone the only ones that aren't 2010 games are tetris um, Tetris Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid and Half-Life 2, everything else I guess is Mass, Effect,
0: was Mass Effect was 2010?
1: Yep. Mass Effect 2 2010. Mass Effect 2 was 10. Yeah. Okay. Or 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 are 2010s games. Mm. It
4: be 2009? That's like
1: that's like, do, that's like doing a film poll and most of the films are like from the past 10 years in so, the top 10. First this
3: game have <laughs> Did this game have one of our everyone's favorite game or or second favorite game
1: does it have like
3: oh how many of your favorite games on this list
0: uh my favorite game is on this list my favorite game on this list too but my second my, favorite my name, game is my not favorite on this game
1: list. is number 89 so yeah it's it's on this Hitman? list yeah that's that, that's oh. that's my number one nice i, I do like to show.
0: see that even though that's maybe uh-huh.
2: Ooh, um that's tough because i have never officially picked a favorite game um no, you have, have to. If someone was to ask I have to. What's a game that you, <laughs> you loved?
3: What's the first game you think
2: of? Um, typically I think of Oblivion. There you go. I think that mm-hmm. I think that game had the biggest impact on me. Um Yeah. Also, is there a Guitar Hero on this list?
3: No, I I thought about that. a yeah. no Guitar Hero? On is there. Tony Hawk on this? It yeah. is. Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, Oblivion's on
3: here.
2: Oblivion is on here. I saw that one. <laughs> so Oblivion and um yeah, Oblivion, Runescape, World of Warcraft, and Guitar Hero are the four games I think of that like kind of define who who i am as a gamer and yeah at least oblivion's on here
1: what are Guys. like the most uh like head scratching who the fuck voted for this games because i already said bioshock infinite but i'm also like who would have voted for fable 2 like <laughs> fable does fable 2, 2 fable really 2. have shenmue, shooters like that? i mean shenmue
0: like, is a fun game but come on best game of all time final like, fantasy who, who 10 i think was on here.
4: <laughs> like,
1: yeah fantasy
3: 10 that was what i was thinking i was like why the fuck did they pick 10
2: Disc- okay. Did any of you play Disco Elysium?
4: No.
1: I loved it. I I yeah. don't know if it's number twelve, but it's it's a great. That's game. what I was
2: gonna say. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> a huge recency bias mm. oh, being yeah, that, that high. Total recency so bias. So and
1: I didn't love Dragon
3: Age Origins. I don't know. It wasn't bad. I, I put Wait, on my that's top on this list? list? Yeah, that's like a that's Wait.
1: like another like ten games. Like there was a there more multiple people voting for that. Yeah, okay. Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> it's just
0: Firewatch. I, was thinking Firewatch? Firewatch, like, it's a I like. I love Idle Thumbs, guys. I love Campo Santo, but give me a fucking break. Yeah,
1: I, I also would. Top ten games of all time. Like, that's Firewatch. not even top thousand.
2: People. That's the thing, though. Is like that's, you know, I listen to a lot of other gaming podcasts and stuff, and read a lot. And anytime Firewatch is brought up, like people in games journalism love that game. And so there's like industry they know The people who made it. They know. Yeah, they know I know the people who made it. That's the thing. Is like there's so much there's so much bias to this and they feel obligated yeah. to list certain things when they may not be the greatest thing ever, but they were just like unique, I guess. But like, does that really make it worthy of a top 100? I feel like I there's mean, like, like, like a good Obra
3: handful naked, of those in I've here. played it, so.
1: I love Oberdin, but um, top 100. I don't know if it's a. To- I don't know if it's a top 100. I think it's a great game, but like, I I understand someone voting for Obradin way more than Firewatch. I think Firewatch. Yeah, Firewatch is like a huge head scratcher. Okay. You know? <laughs> I feel like the people who
0: worked on it voted for that. Let's see, Did- were they even?
4: Grand
1: Theft Auto 4. Like, are there really yeah, like 4, that's like in I'm your God. top 10? Like, like if anyway.
3: someone says GTA 5. Like, I get it because GTA 5 is like a lot of things, but GTA 4 was like just an overrated, clunky ass game.
1: Uh, honestly I would say the same for Red Dead 2. But like I think yeah, I understand I Red Dead 2 at least be on yeah, this list. I Yeah. List, but... I,
4: understand yeah that.
3: I could I could understand that. Um though I would probably Hey, think you know what though? Silent Hill 2 we got on here. That's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I,
1: true. I, I I think Silent Hill 2 is just it, it has so. enough like shooters, like enough people who like really were so how transformed many,
3: by that game. how many How many fighting games? There's no like, RTS games, 2. there's
0: one fighting game. There's only there's no one fighting games, game, I think. Wow. Um, there's seven Zelda games, though. <laughs> wow. Seven. There
3: you go. That's that's Well, that's why it's like all that. like Sony that's and Sony Nintendo all the people. Sony and Nintendo, just, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just those are the two that dominated this list, people who grew up on Sony and Nintendo. How many
3: Xbox games? I see Gear, I see Halo. Is Gears on here? They have the first game, right? No. I don't think Gears is. I don't think Gears is on here, honestly. No, Gears will The first Gears of War was like, where's Uncharted without Gears of War? Where's fucking Last of Us without Gears? I mean, that's like such a important game. I don't too. know if
0: that makes it for me, but I hear you. I would put Gears uh, of war one. Like Uncharted I, I, or sorry, I, I The Last of Us Two. A, I love it, but come on.
1: Wait, which one which one which ones did you say? Last of Us last Two Last of Us Part
0: four? Two, like I don't think that cracks top hundred no, top two hundred and fifty so. maybe, but like come no. on. But again, Naughty yeah, Dog or yeah. yeah. the Judges.
1: I, I can see why people would vote for Last of Us Part Two more than other games on this list though. Like like I think like Last of Us Part Two does enough good stuff. For it to crack it like but a Bioshock Infinite or mm. or or a Fable Two, I'm like okay. Dragon
0: Age Origins.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like no way.
2: <laughs> Ragnarok's yeah. not on here either.
3: Okay, i have one King question. Is, I said one question ragnarok Look, I think Mel Ghost Solid three is great. But I think Metal Gear solid one and two are way better. Am I am Me I too. crazy? But that's, the,
0: that's like the eternal fight of, you know, Pirates versus Ninjas, people have their opinions, um, I think, I cats, think, dogs.
1: I, I think the, the first three Metal Gear Solid games really boil down to taste, like what you think is mm. the best one. I actually think three is the best one, but I do like one and two a lot, so I I understand where you're coming from. I just, I think what I think what makes Metal Gear Solid Three really great is just the relationship between b- Big Boss and Boss and how that unfolds. Like it's pretty brilliant, like how good it is. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the game had a really good story and writing. I, yeah, I, yeah,
1: you can't go wrong with those first three Metal Gear Solid games. Those games were like 15 years ahead of their time. <laughs> so yeah, they they for sure Whoa. were. there are yeah. seven
0: Mario games. I guess Mario Kart is one of them.
3: See, but. like I, if you asked me, and this is maybe I'm just, but I would just put Odyssey and Super Mario World. Those would be the two. Ah, Super
0: think. Mario Brothers Three. Come on.
3: I just think World's better than Three. Like, it, like it's like yeah, it's like putting it sixty-four. It's like Odyssey's just better than sixty-four. Like, like I grew up with sixty-four. I have style of sixty-four. Odyssey's a way better game. They're not even like. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Can can we all agree that that the word best should be scrubbed from our vocabulary?
1: Yeah.
2: Bestest.
0: Yeah, bestest. bestest is a better. It's a better word. <laughs> okay, bestest.
2: No, yeah, it's it's especially with video games. It's well,
3: like you're talking what your opinion. Is. I mean, I'm just saying, like, this is what I think is the best mm-hmm. for my money. The best. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd
1: I'd be curious to see like another poll like this in like ten years with a wider spread, and mm-hmm. really kind of seeing like what the results are. I'd say
3: any listeners on the. Discord if you have anything on this list that you think is sh- missing or shouldn't be on here you should write it in i want to see what everyone else says I'm curious
1: I It's like, so interesting seeing The Last of Us at number 2 cuz I feel like that's yes, just like it was, dude come on dude,
0: come Pedro on. Pascal made that happen I'm telling you that's it's like, all Pedro Pascal
1: come People on, just God. really love that first game I mean I I love it I think it's great but like it also, You could also make the argument that it's now one of the best games ever because it started a lot of bad trends in games, you know? Yeah, and it has,
3: like, hours of slow, boring parts.
1: What <laughs> yeah. about hours? I like it has it. half like hours, like at least, of slow, boring parts. It has
0: about a half hour, maybe, yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> it started um, so much stuff. It was, like, the first mm. dad game like that was really popular oh, and started Infinite. the dad trope. What about is it, Bioshock? Because that's the
3: first dad game? I thought.
1: Yeah, but like I feel like the first real dad game is The Last of Us. Yeah. Like you know the one that you really think about dad games. Like it's The Last of Us. Ooh. Yeah. Golden
0: I-007. Because like fourth time, yes. God, God of, of War is where. just
3: like reskinned. Last of Us, right? Like for real, right? Stop. No, it's <laughs> no. got it's not reskinned. Not gameplay. Or, but just like the story and like the like the presentation is like, hey, we're gonna like we're gonna we're gonna turn it's, it's God, in the same style into last. Yeah, years. I guess so. they're both
0: like HBO show, please. HBO mm-hmm. like
3: prestige dads. Yeah, prestige dads. <laughs>
4: oh, <laughs> that's prestige, that's dads. Genre, prestige dads. That's the genre, prestige
3: yeah, dads. Yeah, and they
4: all have beards and like Can I get about, a T-shirt? Like, yeah, they all have, that have prestige beards. Dad. Their violent <laughs> <laughs> prestige dads.
3: Violent, sad prestige dads. <laughs> Sad, mm.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, i mean like but yeah it's interesting uh, they bring up goldeneye 007 aaron because it's like it's one of those things it's like are you voting for the most important games of all time or are you voting for your personal favorite games of all time i love yeah. goldeneye
3: 007 but like that game is trash now not not anymore it's not fun if this was it made in the well 90s, that, but that's I what i been saying. like, oh yeah yeah but now yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. there's like so many better shooters Oh
1: well, but, well that's what I'm saying is that like GoldenEye 007 was important. Historic. Like the game was relevancy. important and culturally a yeah. big deal, but like if it's your favorite game, it's probably not like your favorite game. So it's like that's another problem with polls like you know, how are you coaching people to vote? Is it so, your favorite games or
3: I remember when I was learning musical instruments and I was looking at guitar players and like how skilled they could be and everyone always told me the best guitar player ever should be Hendrix and I was like really he's the best guitar player and I was like I it took me a while to realize they were saying like oh I think he's in, his, his style was so influential and he's so important they weren't saying that he was the most Yngwie Malmsteen technical guitar player right like that's it took me a while to understand like when I initially when I was younger like oh that's what they mean when they say the best it's contextually historically influentially right true. so I don't know I guess that's like a that's something that you should they should uh they should mention on these like what is your? Yeah. How are you voting for this? What makes you vote like?
0: Yeah. I guess just I, what you like. It. I mean, yeah. It, I, a lot of people apparently were voting strategically to try to elevate the uh, position of certain games, which, which is what I probably would have done too. Um, I will say this: I think you can't go wrong by playing any of the games on this list, so it's not a bad list in that sense. And uh, I could see why someone would say Breath of the Wild is the best game of all time. It's not what I would say, but. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see Tetris, Bloodborne, The Witcher Three
1: is a little yeah, I know. Combat, People love man. The Witcher Three. I mean, I do like it, but I don't know if it. Like based on this list, 2015 was the best year for video games, just based yeah. on this list. <laughs> oh my god. 2015 uh, and
0: 2011. So, GQ, uh, good first attempt, but you could do better. Do better next time. We'll 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 be be watching. But, but good first attempt, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Well, guys, we have done a thing, I think. Uh, it's time for some personal wrecks. And by the way, after that, I am going to quickly catch up where I'm at with uh, the Twin Peaks The Return. Finally, I can't wait and to hear And I that. have a question. Maybe. I'm going to wait till after that because people who don't care, I don't want to waste their time, but I I have a question about it. Not like a plot question, but a format question. Um, okay. I'm going to go really quickly. Uh, Garrett, this might be, this might be relevant to you. Like, Mm -hmm. do you find now that you live in Alabama that there's a hole in your life and, and there's something that's just missing and it's called Mexican food,
2: (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. You'd be surprised. There's actually a lot of Mexican restaurants here. Yeah. It's actually what I eat at the most. Um Okay. But I you're you still in California? Yeah, I'm in LA. Yeah, okay. I'm definitely I definitely miss some some things of like California Mexican food.
0: Okay. It's like Tex Mex here. Okay. That's that's yeah. different. That's not bad, but it's not the same. Um the thing that would really like chafe at me would be not getting a really good burrito right and and even in la despite my proximity to mexico and despite the the really high quality mexican food here getting a good burrito can take some work um which which is strange so i decided to from scratch make i mean i didn't make the tortilla but to make a burrito at home and try to make it as as good as i would want it to be from a taqueria so i followed kenji lopez's alt no waste carnitas recipe and I made that. I made it with rice and beans. I got some big, really high quality tortillas that are that are like the kind you want for, for a burrito. And I, I think I got good enough to open my own taqueria, to be honest with you. So my recommendation this week <laughs> is make some carnitas, try some tacos, make some burritos, make some Mexican food at home. It's uh, it's it's quite delightful. Nice.
2: How'd you how'd you cook the meat?
0: Uh, I cooked it in the oven for about four hours, mm-hmm. in um oil with uh onion and um orange and some other spices and stuff so it was, it was two pounds of pork shoulder and it like cooked slowly so it, you know became that like fall apart and then i recooked it under the broiler so it got really crispy and seared
2: oh man carnitas wow. is, is my go-to choice for me when it comes to uh mexican food
0: yeah hmm. you can you can make it at home pretty good uh a lot, a lot easier than like store or something that requires a little more uh mm-hmm contraptions
2: it sounds so good right now i still have to eat dinner after this so i'm probably gonna go get (laughs) some mexican food (laughs) (laughs) nice nice
0: uh garrett you want to go next
2: yeah sure um so for games i put tales of iron um but i already talked about that and why i liked it uh so if you did happen to pick that up during playstation plus then you should definitely go check it out because you could probably finish it in like six hours if you just skip all the side stuff. Um, and then for movies, um, I know Oren has also watched these recently. Um, but I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three this week, and I also saw John Wick Four. Um, nice. Both fantastic movies. Um, yeah, uh, there's like a few scenes in John Wick Four where I'm just like, yes, like this is what I came for. <laughs> there's <laughs> like, right. there's there's a top down scene in John Wick Four. And I was just like, oh, God, Hotline this is Miami? so juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
1: the, people are calling it the Hotline Miami scene. Yeah, nice. it was
2: so good. And then the stare scene is fantastic in that movie as well. Um, something I love about the John Wick movies is they just nail it with the soundtrack. Mm. And I thought they did a really good job in this one. Um,
1: did you like the uh, Warriors reference? That that was my favorite part of the movie.
2: You know what? Was- I actually haven't seen the. Isn't that crazy?
1: So there's like a there's a scene in The Warriors when, um, like there's like this DJ who's like, hey, hey there everyone out there. There's a gang oh. that needs to be killed, and then like you see everyone preparing to go after the gang to kill them. They do the same thing where gotcha. there's a DJ being like John Wick's out on the run with like the ASMR voice, mm-hmm. and like then you see all of the gangs like get ready to like kill John Wick, <laughs> and it's oh, so
2: I was that like that would have ah! been. S- so, so good cool. if I got the reference. I feel like they also they referenced other things too. I thought they were doing it a lot in this movie.
1: Yeah, they reference Lawrence of Arabia. They mm-hmm. reference Barry Linden. They reference a lot of movies and hmm. it's like pretty awesome how they do it. I was I really loved it.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> and then as far as guardians go, like, oh my gosh. Like I was I went into this movie blind. I didn't watch like the only trailer I saw was just like the classic one where they're like trying to get you emotional by showing rocket and his friends you know um uh so i didn't know what this movie was going to be about at all and i am just so surprised at how i mean all the guardian movies are great but like every time i see one i'm like god this is just so good like what makes these so different other than maybe like james gunn being in charge of it um and just how the how they shoot the movie feels so much different than other marvel movies um like the intro to that movie feels very i mean or you probably know the terminology and like the style way better but like those those long no-cut shots where it like kind of follows uh because you saw right
1: yeah no i i know exactly what you're talking about i i'm not a marvel fan by any stretch i actually yeah did, i almost like intensely dislike marvel but like yeah this this one left an impact on me that i was not expecting because um like, I think the movie, um, like, James Gunn kind of took his Guardians formula to make a movie, at, like, kind of just about the horrors of abuse. Yeah. And I thought it was done really effectively. And it, I did not <clears throat> expect that. Like, I was expecting, like, kind of like a fun, like, Thor, Ragnarok kind of finale. But it, I, I thought it was really <laughs> intense, horrifying immo- mo- monuments, And uh, I, I, <laughs> I really, I really liked it
2: my emotions were so up and down with this movie. Like it was flinging me back and forth where it's like, you know, you're like on the verge of crying and then like they throw something funny at you and then it gets serious and then you're sad again. And I think the strongest, I thought everyone acted very well in this movie. I thought like the emotion was very high. Like everyone, you could just feel like the tension in everyone. Um, And then uh, the villain, Oh, the villain is my favorite kind of villain and like i don't want to spoil anything but like just like his intentions and like who he is as a person is just like oh those are my favorite kind of bad guys and just the whole way it goes down it's just oh yeah if you guys haven't seen this one it is like it is not a not a marvel movie it goes so much further like i just feel like uh they did a a really good job with this and yeah it can be kind of horrifying and very shocking that's
0: what i heard like trigger warnings even
2: yeah big trigger warnings like i was i'm not someone who like usually gets triggered by this stuff but like i was getting like semi-triggered by how i guess because it was a marvel movie so i wasn't expecting it but mm-hmm. yeah oh very yeah. heavy it, dc it was almost like i don't know if you guys have watched like peace peacemaker yes I love it, peacemaker. it had like very big peacemaker <laughs> vibes
1: it's it's interesting watching this movie too cuz I think in the past Marvel has tried to do serious subject matter but they like can't help themselves and it feels inappropriate with the comedy and how it's balanced with the mm-hmm. serious subject matter but I think James Gunn really found a sweet spot with the tone where like it takes the serious stuff seriously and when the jokes come it doesn't feel like inappropriate mm-hmm. it feels it feels earned and it's good and all the characters are so well developed. The CGI is amazing. The sets are amazing. The costumes are amazing. Yes. Um, uh, there's like a couple of references to Cronenberg movies that I love, like The Fly, <laughs> that I thought were really well done. Um, it, ha- it has a lot going for it. It's like the first Marvel movie I've seen in a long time that feels like that felt like it was directed by a person. James Gunn's
3: like- a former trauma, right? Yep. And he former did uh, Slither yep yeah okay Mm. so he he used to be b-horror movies that was his genre he
1: yeah it's you you feel those roots come out a lot in this one like it's it's a it's a horror movie he's using this franchise as a vessel to make a horror movie that's really like well done and Mm -hmm. really emotional yeah
2: (sighs) yeah i just i can't recommend it enough i was just like i walked out of the theater blown away and it's been a long time since i've one i've done that with marvel And then two, with just like a movie in general, like I haven't gone to the movies very much in the past couple of years because there just hasn't been much worth watching, in my opinion, Um, as far as stuff that like has come out in theaters. Um, uh, What's the word? I mean, like mainstream. I'm sure there's a lot of great indie stuff, but like nothing that's hitting AMC for more than like 24 hours. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad that you like it, because I always feel, like, weird when I like a Marvel movie a lot. Like, I kind of feel, like, ashamed slightly, <laughs> like, ah, why did I like Don't
0: you see though? every one of them, though, Oren? I feel like you watch all of them.
1: I didn't see... Well, the reason why is because my brother yeah. loves to mm-hmm. watch them, and he, he'll, like, kind of loop me in to see them. Though I, I did miss a lot of the recent ones. I didn't see Ant-Man. Mm. I didn't. I just wasn't inspired to. Um, I think the last one I really liked was Doctor Strange, the the sequel one. I
4: was just but about to one, ask this,
2: you if, that, if you liked that one.
1: I li- I liked that one, but this one was way better. Guardians yeah. Three is like significantly better than that one. Like, I, I mean, I think the last one I liked this much was like Thor Ragnarok, and I think I liked this one more than Thor Ragnarok. So don't want to yeah. like oversell it too much, but it's a really strong movie that really surprised me.
0: Should I go watch yeah. them all? Do a binge on uh Disney? I, I canceled my my Disney Plus, so I have I have days left. But
1: <laughs> I mean, like just it. watch like Guardians? It, just yeah. do the Guardians ones, I think. Oh, 100%. That's,
2: that's what Guardians I mean. I'm not going to watch it. all the all the
0: Marvel, just Guardians, the, the, yeah,
2: the three Guardians. Yeah. All three parts. of them are just really fun and fantastic. All right
1: maybe i'll do the that. first one the first one like is a great like comedy just like a straight comedy mm-hmm. and the second one it kind of starts to dabble in being more like emotional and then mm-hmm. this one's like full emotion like full like oh man i'm kind you of traumatized
2: just, you can just <laughs> see like you said earlier the character development like these people are really flushed out now and you know them really well and you can just see that like how time has worn them down and like how it's improved some of them and how it's deteriorated others. I thought that was really interesting.
4: Especially one, like one the main last, character.
1: Yeah, one last thing on that note. One thing I'll say about it is the game, like the movie uh there's like a lot of narrative traps that I think Marvel falls into all the time. Like this kind of need to have a happy ending yeah. with a lot of the characters and like this need for the Dude, Infinity
0: like, War, everybody died.
1: And then they like <laughs> You know, brought them all back to life, but, anyway, <laughs> but but you know, there's this like desire that like everything works out. We're all a big family, and right. like this one didn't no do stakes. that. This one didn't do that, and it's like the, the 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 movie never has like this subtext of family as much. Like a lot of the characters even like hate each other, like hmm. then but they have to work with each other to survive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like even stuff like that makes it stand out from other Marvel movies. Like it feels more realistic. It feels the relationships feel more earned and like kind of progress in ways that don't feel forced. Hmm. All
4: right.
1: Yeah. It's a good Uh, one.
0: uh, Kevin, I I, I feel like we might've lost you for a minute there. I'm alive. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
3: (laughs) uh, My recommendation is uh, a track and including a music video. Um, It's Danny Elfman's happy, which is, um hmm. a really cool like kind of weird dark electro so, like industrial I don't know That's whatever what the word is. it has a, a, a Danny Elfman genre music uh, uh, but the video Danny Elfman genre? yeah he, he, Danny Elfman has his own sound I mean obviously yeah, you can he think of like Lego, but I mean more of like his even his movies It's like oboes right isn't that his sound No, he has like bells and like <laughs> violins yeah. it's and,
1: like it's like fantastical It's like fantastical with feel. like a hint of
3: darkness yeah. it's like this like okay. gloomy fantastical but anyways uh, this the video is really interesting because it's like, it's like, uh, him as like a Dreamcast era 3D character talking. Oh, that's horrific! I know, dude. And it's really scary looking. And um, oh. they also like mesh or move the character mesh, his face mesh all around like weird ways, they, like body horror that clearly anyone who's toyed around with 3D models would have seen. So it's mm-hmm. just it's a funny to it's a funny way to like kind of capitalize on weird 3Dness and make it creepy. Hmm. That was creative. Um, I find the song very catchy. I listen to the song all the time. So, the only thing I don't like about it is this, there's this guitar break, and I I do not like the guitar riff, and I do not like the guitar tone. So, I wish there was no guitar part of the song. But, I digress. It's still a great song. So, uh, yeah. I'll Danny totally Elfman's happy. Out. Look at look all at right. it.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, That's I like cool.
3: Danny Elfman. Me too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oren, take us out of here.
1: Yeah, my my recommendation is this movie called Blackberry it's a canadian production uh and it's funny <laughs> garrett that you said at the top that like it's an indie movie that like uh you know it, it's at amc it plays for 24 hours and then it's gone yeah you sort get that of, one
2: opportunity for like it's out there for like two days
1: exactly like blackberry was literally out in my amc for about four days it was like friday to monday and when i went to see it like the theater was empty i was the only one in the theater
2: and there's one well, showing hour per day too.
1: Yeah, it was like one showing at ten o'clock at night. So yeah.
2: The like Golden God, God Glenn ago. Howerton.
1: What? The Golden God, Glenn Howerton. Wait, who, Glenn Howerton.
4: Glenn
3: was Howerton is uh, it's always saying he's in, in the, the movie.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yes. Glenn Howerton is in the movie, and he is great in it. And it's um, the reason why really I nice recommend. For. The reason why I recommend it is because it's it's a Canadian production, and like it's it's a movie that I was kind of going into thinking. It would just be like a social network kind of ripoff movie. Um, But like, or like a Steve Jobs kind of movie that like glorifies like this great man in capitalism and whatever. But this is like the anti version of that type of movie. Mm. It's like a movie where like the the whole like, oh man, this guy becomes a big CEO and becomes this genius. Like it has like an ending where everything falls apart. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like the anti steve jobs biopic in that sense but it's also great because the movie has this attention to detail to the minutiae of the time that is totally my shit and i think is just collectively our shit like it's about like 90s startup tech culture everyone's wearing like doom and mortal Kombat t-shirts they have like viewing nights where they watch like uh, John Carpenter's "They Live" and "Raiders of oh the Lost goodness. Ark." They're like, there's a lot of minutiae to that time period and that culture that I love and totally eat up. But on top top of that, it's like a really interesting, like kind of like capitalism loses story where like things just don't work out for the blackberry people. So hmm. <laughs> it's good. It's a really good movie. Um, uh, like some uh, Z D is in it uh which is oh, funny really? the YouTuber. Is funny, yeah yeah. yeah he's in it um michael ironside is in it so mm. there, it has like oh. a, it kind of it kind of bleeds gamer culture a little bit hmm. and uh is he have a, I, prominent I had a great role? time watching uh michael ironside yeah. yeah oh nice yeah he does and pro zd has a prominent role and uh i should mention that i never watched the show but like the guys who did like the nirvana the show the band That team made this show, so if you've seen that show, like check it out. I've never checked it out, but I've heard it's good from uh, Zach Fraser, Um, you know, frequent guest. So awesome! All right, yeah, Yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, it's good. BlackBerry. It's a solid ass movie.
2: Yeah, I got a couple couple showings over the next couple days. One showing, um, ones at eleven forty five a.m. and then I have a a twelve ten p.m. showing. So I'm (laughs) try to make one of those on my day off. (laughs)
1: yeah go well if you want the ultimate gamer double feature you watch that and then after that you watch Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves which is like I heard that's good that's like a very also like video game referencing movie and it's interesting watching the movie because a lot of people um like were criticizing the movie saying that the characters banter so much but like if you know D&D like watching mm. the movie they're just having D conversations so it's like oh i gotta cross this bridge why don't i take this like rope and stick it to my ass x and i'll throw it across or like what if i use this portal it's like they're just having D conversations but they're mm. characters in a movie so it's like consulting what?
0: The, the dungeon master
1: yeah yeah it's just like the dungeon man <laughs> yeah it's like all that stuff so i thought that was like a really clever way to integrate that like It's not like a meta movie, but it has like meta elements where they're referencing the actual board game in the actual dialogue. So I thought that was clever. That's
2: awesome. very fun movie.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's good. So, yeah, do that double feature if you want like a very gamer culture double feature.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, Garrett, thanks for stopping by. Uh, I'm going to put your Twitter in the show notes, but you can also say it if you would like for people if you would like for people to follow you there
2: yeah for Um, sure yeah thanks for having me um and then my twitter is at garrett g-a-r-r-e-t-t-f-m um so that's where you can find me i'm mostly tweeting about um games music movies and stuff like that and just other random stuff in between
0: cool cool uh yeah thanks again for stopping by um kevin you guys rock madden we love you uh if 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 you're a listener and you haven't already, please feel free to check out our Discord link in the show notes. Uh, Lots of interesting conversations happening there. And we will be back in two weeks with with a a Sony conference, having been watched, and possibly other things. You know, we're going to be playing Bloodborne on PC. Shadow Drop Bloodborne PC next Wednesday.
1: Wait, are you not going to talk about Twin Peaks? Yeah. Oh, no, no.
0: So, and then I'm going to say... After this, yes, yes. Or I waiting have for this for like three years. You guys are waiting for this. So <laughs> yeah, Garrett, I love have you? This show. Yeah, so, so so the show's no. over. We're gonna talk about Twin Peaks a little bit. Garrett, have you watched Twin Peaks at all? No, it's it's I haven't. Okay, I won't no,
1: say anything I, spoilerific I in that case. You should watch it. But I,
2: I, I have a say, lot of um holes in my in my yeah. list of things to watch.
0: It's it's good. It's uh there, there's ways you can do it that are that are um sensitive to your time, too, by by sort of trimming some of the episodes out of the second season. Mm, Um, Right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But uh, I started watching The Return. So I have a format question, first and foremost. If you have the Blu-ray, which I do, thank you, Kevin, um, they present each disc as an option for either individual episodes or two episodes tied together as a feature.
4: Mm. Mm. So
0: I I didn't know this going in and I, it said, would you like to watch episode or parts one and two as a feature? And I was like, Oh, it must be. That's how David Lynch intended the first episode to be like a long one. So i watched that, uh, last week. So I watched two episodes at once. Then yesterday I went to go do nightly ritual, right? That's the whole, this thing is I'm, I'm doing, you know, an episode a week or whatever I put in the second disc and it gave me the same options for the third and fourth episode. I'm wondering if you guys think I'm better off watching so that means i've watched three episodes by the way just just to clarify oh wow technically one more than i i would have yeah i I would have thought i had but um should i be watching it the two episode chunks as a a two-hour feature per week or individual episodes what do you guys who know the things think about that
1: can i go first yeah yeah you should do the the pairs But for episode eight specifically, you should watch that one solo. Okay. Specifically episode eight. Huh. But the rest you can do in pairs.
3: I would watch them one by one. One by one? There's only so many episodes. Let it sink in. Soak it.
0: It's true.
3: Savor it. Savor it. Okay. Maybe I'll do
0: that. I did like it. So I will say if you're watching along with us uh, or me... We're, we're three episodes in so feel free to jump up to the third episode I I do like it uh mary uh, uh my wife said something um funny she said Aaron this is painfully slow and it's making me anxious <laughs> <laughs> to which I I said yes it is painful it's different there's a tonal switch obviously a 25 year gap between productions um it's something else like like I don't mean it's like something else like it's wild I mean like it is a different product. Um, oh, yeah.
1: It's very different. It's so like I'm, slow. I'm, it is straight up like slow cinema at times. Yeah. Like for sure. Like I think the only other TV show paced like that is like Better Call Saul. I don't think there's another show paced like that. Yeah.
3: David Lynch said that. Uh, he said that. <laughs> he says, I don't know the exact what to paraphrase him, but it was something like, you know, all these movies, they cut so quickly. There's a lot there mm. that they're missing. And I, and I think he's right. And I think uh, that show just like lets your skin crawl continuously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to basically what Mary's saying, like it just kind yeah. of like the burn keeps burning, and that's probably why it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so
0: I I'm only three episodes in. I'm still kind of wrapping my head around what the fuck I'm seeing. Uh, there was one part, I guess, in the second episode where there was kind of some heavy use of some post processing filters, which I did not love. The way it looked uh it looked a little cheesy to me but that's you know whatever um but uh, think, i'm in for
1: bad cg bad cgi is kind of part of it like there's yeah. some like crappy cgi but i think it's part of the charm of okay it. okay <laughs> uh
0: but all in all i am i think i'm i'm getting the experience as intended i'm feeling the unease the slow building and uh yeah i don't know if i have a lot more to say but um but I'm doing it, man. Okay, so I think I'm just gonna watch it one episode a week, then, because, because in that case, maximal impact, right? And that that puts me for another what, uh, fifteen more weeks. So that <laughs> is almost four months of, <laughs> of there you go. viewing.
3: Something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, yeah, I it. like it. We, we're doing it on Friday nights. You know, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll miss up one here or there and watch it another night, but it's nice, uh, especially with like all the shows that I'm watching are like ending in like two weeks. Mm. Uh, one last think, funny note. What, what's up,
1: I was just gonna say, like, it feels like a sequel to like Twin Peaks, but it also just feels like a culmination of everything, everything. David Lynch. Yeah, uh, there's so many references to like Mulholland Drive and callbacks to like Blue Velvet and stuff like that. You're gonna yeah. appreciate. All right.
0: <laughs> I, I am. I am excited. You guys should hype it no more. But I, I am. I am glad to be watching it. And it the Blu-ray looks spectacular uh drew's right all the bits are there the, you get the details um oh yeah what i was gonna say i was talking to my mom the other night and she was like what should i watch i'm like you know you should watch uh white lotus i think you'll like it yeah and, <laughs> and, and then she's like just texted me that she's already watched the whole first season in like a sitting
1: it's kind of, i mean it's about wow. like six six episodes it's yeah like it's it's that. it's
0: brief but they're like six hour long episodes
1: it's like I, I think, six I think White Lotus, White Lotus is a good binge binge show. It's like one of those shows that like slow Sunday, you just burn through it,
0: burn like, through it. Yeah,
1: it's like it's it's fun. I I don't think White Lotus is like a deep meditative artistic experience. It's just like fun TV.
3: Definitely didn't see you fun. Know. I don't
4: know,
0: man. I don't know. <laughs> I I think I think I might disagree. I think it could be. I I binged both seasons, so what do I know? But uh,
1: I, I think yeah. yeah, you can think about because you think about things like colonialism, imperialism, white privilege But there's like lots of
0: two- uh, like symbolism and stuff and like foreshadowing and um, there's good writing like that's it's constantly like misdirection and stuff. It's so like if you watched it sure. slower, you would get that. If you didn't, it's just going to be like Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, Kevin's cringing again. Um guys, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's been fun. <laughs> it
1: wasn't for me. I'm going to
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, you didn't like White Lotus? No. No. It's uh, uh it is a cringe show. It's like definitely it's like uh I think mad and Succession are like the ultimate like man rich phew, people are just dude. the fucking worst shows.
4: Succession
3: I probably Succession, like. So oh yeah. Uh, it's the writing of of the other show I just not my style. Hmm.
4: Succession
1: is yeah, Succession Succession is like the like. show of the Succession's the show of the moment.
3: I mean I Peep think. Show guy, it's got to be at least somewhat good.
1: So It's also like laughing at, like, you know, the Murdochs, basically. (laughs) So, you know, they're always fun to laugh at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I got to wrap it up, guys. uh, Again, thank you. It's been fun. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our our quick little Twin Peaks uh, detour. And uh, Garrett, we'll be seeing you, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you just confused about, like, what we were just talking about? (laughs) Because. oh 100%
2: no 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 I was kidding no um I it's been on my list like Quinn Peaks in general White Lotus Succession is actually next on my watch list um I'm almost done with season two of Barry and then um I also have to watch or sorry season two of Ted Lasso Mm. Barry is also on the list there's just so many shows they keep putting out good shows and there's like 70 different streaming services that are all trying to compete with each other so it's getting exhausting, but Don't I'm happy worry, that there's, there's a writer content.
0: strike going on right now. I, I, oh, I know it, it might give me a gonna... chance to catch up. Oh yeah, you'll have plenty of time. Um,
1: <clears throat> you finished uh, Saul, though, right? Better no, Call Saul. you never finished Better Call Saul. I, I need last season still. Oh dude, that's like that's like the best shit. You're gonna love. it. I know. Yeah, yeah everything's on Netflix. So if you want to, it's like, even the last season. Yeah. They oh, just okay. perfect. It on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'll finish it. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about it. I think it's uh, better than Breaking Bad. You think it's so. you think it's pretty good.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <See you. laughs>
1: it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. It's the but, best. Uh, Succession right. is also on that level. so Ooh, Succession, yeah. is yeah. Succession is also incredible. Succession
0: is is quite good and and yeah. it's so funny
1: so i know succession is just laugh out loud funny holy shit anyway i'll stop talking so we can leave yeah. the episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, right. all right all right guys i'm out of here i gotta i
0: gotta go i got my cousin coming over in like 25 minutes so it's been cool. fun later on thank you adios Bye.